direct from both Eternia and Etheria. It's time to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player from deep within the confines of Castle Grayskull and join Alan Price and Chris Vint in the battle for the power of goodness with their views as we deploy Operation Masters Retro Chronicles. Shock. Everybody, and welcome Hello. to the Christmas special. It's Christmas! Retroshock special. Episode 20, also known as Operation Masters Retro Chronicle Shock. And you know what? Next episode, we'll be legal enough to drink alcohol in, in America. In America. We can drink here if we want. Already. Already want to. Yes. It's alright. Yes, but we're sponsored by Jelly Baby still. Yes, as <laughs> you definitely heard at the end, the extra little special clip at the end of episode 19. Uh, my good colleague very much enjoying his jelly babies. A little bit too much, I think. Sugar high. Need a sugar high. Sugar high, yeah. Yep. This is all this is like a blur now. It's like hallucinogenics, like yeah. Mighty Cyrus on the supposed legal drug now and all that sort of stuff. Billy Ray Cyrus is very sad. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is the Christmas special. Merry Christmas to you all. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Yeah. It's this fine evening, day, morning, whatever time you're happening to us. Yes. So instead of having mistletoe wine, your children singing Christian wine, we have Retroshock and Jelly Babies. It's a perfect combination. It is? All you need, just have some Jelly Babies when you're listening to the show. And you will feel that just that little bit better. Some people bake bread, some people listen to it before they go to sleep, that kind of thing. Isn't that right, Megan? Yes. <laughs> yes. We sent someone to sleep. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on! That says a lot. Um, are we going to reveal what we're doing first, or are we going to start with our... We Before we do, I have, a, I have a surprise that I'm going to spring oh, on you. No, 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 now, no, no, now, no. People may remember that in episode... I can't even remember what it was. I gave Alan a joke present to do with Pokemon. My birthday episode. Yes, I'm trying to remember what episode number it is. Genius. It was the one with... <laughs> episode number! It's Larry Kenny. It wasn't Larry Kenny. Not Larry Kenny. I don't think it was. I can't remember. I'm okay. Sure. Well, anyway, so um, I've done the same this time. Um, okay. Obviously, Alan hasn't known anything about this, so I will be back in two seconds once I go and get this present oh, um, to no. see Alan's face whenever he opens it. Uh, I'll be right back, Alan. Oh no! What is going on? I'm not. I'm not. Why does he all, ladies and gentlemen? Why does he always bail out of the room and leave me alone with you here? Um, it's. He's making noise in the other room now. What is he doing? Oh my goodness, what is this? Let me set my clipboard down. Right, let's see. Okay. Hello. What is this? Let me see. Um. Okay. It was episode 8, by the way. Alright, okay. Not long ago. Was it episode 8? I don't, can't remember now. Something to do with Pokemon, anyway. Something to do with Pokemon, right. Indeed. So. I feel so bad now. I haven't done anything. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> He's making me look bad. He's making me all think I'm flipping some, and I'm going to bleep this. Uh, no, actually, never. I won't go this <laughs> yeah. Um, making me look like an idiot on Facebook, making it sound like the show was breaking up and all. Yep. Well, that's what you get for hijacking people's phones, on, you know. 
So yes, I apologize to you all for this. Uh, but yes, it reads to my RetroShock co-host. Thanks for making RetroShock fun today. Oh bless, he actually does love me, everybody. Well, I won't go that far, like. And it's I fine lo- line between love and tolerating. <laughs> I love what I look forward to our trip to Doctor Who. Or did you read that the wrong way? I look yeah. forward to our Doctor Who trip. Thanks, pal, Chris. Okay, so I have to, I have to try and open it close to the microphone over here. Aye, no, hold on. Don't look. Well, well, right, right. Just well, what way? Well. Yeah. Go that way. Okay. I felt something fall off it. What fell off it? That's okay. Okay. Right. Turn it round. Turn it round. Holy crap. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you very much. Now, we have an email for Superfan Ben. Superfan Ben, um... I f- actually forgot to get something. Superfan Ben played. Superfan Ben played a major part in getting you that. Uh-huh. Um, I asked him to get you that. Now I couldn't find. I ordered two frames and I couldn't get a frame big enough. Now you may not notice, but down the bottom. Um, no, no, no. On the bottom of it is where the credits are. It's actually folded over. Oh right, okay. But uh, you know, like that was the only frame that I could actually put it in to give it to you, and I actually have something to go with that, which I actually forgot about. Hold on. Oh, okay. Well, firstly, I'd like to say thank you very much to Fan Ben for helping for the, towards this. Uh, I ha- literally haven't told anybody. Oh, right, hello, there we go. Whoa. And you got it for nothing. That's quite scary. So I would like to extend my internal gratitude to uh, Ben Harder, whose email we will read out later on. Um, <laughs> if you could see the sm- right if you could see the smile in this man's face, it's this is why I wanted to do this we because I haven't even told them what it is though yet. Yeah, I know, but it's a case of uh, obviously episode one. Uh, I'll let Alan explain what it is, but um, he may just keep laughing every so often. <laughs> oh dear, I am actually quite taken away. But taken, see, talk <laughs> right. Oh, it's gonna be one of those shoes that I carry. Great. Oh, uh, me. Well, what I have in front of me, ladies and gentlemen, is a little better than uh, the Pokemon present <laughs> from my birthday. What it is, it is a framed, I'm assuming it's like a, it was a replica poster or something like it's that. The yeah. mo- it's a movie poster, yeah. yeah. It is a Back to the Future, um, original Back to the Future poster from the first movie with Marty McFly outside the DeLorean. Uh, what you would normally have seen on the walls in the cinemas and all that sort of stuff. Um, Framed and signed by the one and only fantastic legend that is Christopher Lloyd. And I'm taken aback and smitten with us. <laughs> I thought you might be. That is awesome. It's just like, what do you get? The the person who loves Back to the Future that much, <laughs> you get a Back to the Future autograph. So That is amazing. If you can get a better frame for it, by all means get it. But that was, so, as I said, I ordered a frame off eBay, which arrived on Sunday, which didn't fit it. Mm-hmm. I have a frame down there which was too small for it, so I actually found that in the spare room. You may recognise that frame that used to be up there with the Oli Gunnar Soul Shower thing in it. And that was the only thing I could put on, so there's actually a wee hook there for you to hang up on the wall or whatever. If you want to get a different frame, that's fine. But that was I'm the best. Extremely smitten right now. That's the best thing I could actually give to you. I don't. I don't think I can do the rest of the show. I just want to keep staring at this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that. Oh, thank you very much. To everybody involved in getting this, it's just me and Ben. That's it. Yeah, and Chris and Lloyd. Thanks, Chris. We're we're like that. We're like that. So we are. That's awesome. I better set this down, or I'm just going to keep staring at it. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you very much. Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> and you look like one too. Oh well, I'll admit that. 
<laughs> Tonight we're going to have a very humble Alan Price, which which will be very shocking. Uh huh. Um, what did I do now? <laughs> you, you, you read out Ben's email, is what you do. But basically, before we do that, we have four things that we're going to cover. Shingaliway, uh, Robert's Christmas Carol, Scrooge, and He-Man's Hero Christmas Special. Ooh, hence you're lucky you produced that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is why, you know, like, in my house, I can go off on wild tangents to do with Master Universal. But Alan, look what I have. <laughs> it's like the carrot to dangle in front of the donkey because he's a bit of an ass. Yes, but it's all just part of it, is <laughs> Just so he can rant about He-Man. Look, I've seen Skeletor with so many ev- evil plans. You know, this one may actually come off, but <laughs> we'll not hold our breath as yet. Uh, but that's basically what we have planned, and we have emails to read out. Uh, one of them is a page-long one from the Great Rebellion's uh, admin Arthur Burlew, who sent one in to Master Universe Chronicles as well. Um, so we'll be reading them out. Um, first of all, we have one from Ben, which is only fitting that Alan reads that out since. One thing I also have to do, I completely forgot about what? saying, is I also have to welcome those who are on the Masters of the Universe Chronicles feed as well. Okay. Because obviously this is Operation Masters Retro Chronicle Shock. Spill that right out of my mouth. Um, it's going out in both Retro Whether this, feed. Whether this actually all gets aired or whether it's just the Human Shira thing. Yeah, you know, but well, you can th- we'll you can you know we'll work it out down. But you could say welcome then and kiss, or you could say welcome to them before the human. Well, I'll say welcome thing. now and I'll say welcome then as well. So you say that you say welcome that. everybody. Welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we'll get on with uh, Ben's email. Ben writes, <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes here. Lord Alfred. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Chris. Sorry, too many mince pies. Uh, Radio. In 1987, pretty much Crack all. Unit was I got three words in. <laughs> Sorry. In 1987, pretty much all of my friends had quit playing with toys and jumped on the Nintendo bandwagon. Oh. For Christmas, I asked for one to keep up with my friends, like you have to do. Mm-hmm. So you got a space hopper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my family hadn't had a game system since the. Magnavox Odyssey. What the heck is that? <laughs> I actually have never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of it either. Have to look that Stop up. making stuff up, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that my brother had gotten back in 1981. So I really wasn't a gamer at all. I was a toy kid. I was 11 and had figured out Santa. Uh, oh no, it figured out Santa by 11. That's so. Oh. Um, but my parents and I had never discussed it. Ah, so you were the uh, keep it secret from the parents, so you still got amazing presents first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smart kid. <laughs> I just kept playing along and writing a letter and giving it to them, and they said they sent it to Santa. Almost like what you've done with your niece, only it's uh, yeah. be recording on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Just a pretty neat application, I must say. The day after Thanksgiving, I was talked into going deer hunting with my dad. My dad His dad is Stone Cold Steve Austin, by the way. <laughs> or John Michaels, whatever. Yeah, true. Um, my dad never drove my mother's station wagon, but it was a lot bigger than his car to fit all of our hunting gear. While helping my dad gear up, we opened the trunk, and there was a deluxe Nintendo set staring at us. My dad and I looked at each other, and he quickly slammed the trunk. <laughs> it's because we're going to use the Nez Zapper to hunt uh, deer. That's awesome. Deer hunt. <laughs> the sequel to Duck Hunt. I was glowing with happiness knowing what was coming, 
My dad and I spent the rest of the day together, just the two of us in the woods, and never said a word to each other about what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> That's a typical father and son. Yeah. Stay quiet. I decide I don't mind. When Christmas morning came, a month later, I did my best acting, surprising, <laughs> acting surprise job I possibly could. Of course, I told my best friends that I knew what I was getting, and they all wanted to play with Rob, the robot, right away. Some came over that night. The Nintendo Deluxe set came with Duck Hunt, Gyromite, two controllers, the console, and even popular Rob the Robot, which stood for a robotic operating body. It didn't take long for all of us to realize that Rob was the dumbest toy accessory ever. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> it took forever to play Gyromite, and we all just gave up on him. I put him in storage closet, and I don't think I ever played with him again. Rob. He actually said that he found it a couple of weeks ago, uh, whenever he was clearing out something, he actually found it. Cool. I think he kicked it. <laughs> kicked it. Oh dear. Duck Hunt was awesome, even my parents got into that one. You can't say, can't say it. No, like my, mom, my dad loved Duck Hunt, so he did. I did get Super Mario Brothers from my grandparents that Christmas, too. See what a grandparents Woohoo! After that I was hooked and became a fully-fledged hardcore gamer. You name it, and I'm sure I beat it. I believe that, 100%. Yeah. Um, I still don't know if my dad ever told my mum that he screwed up that day by opening the secret hiding place. I think he just did, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> that he screwed up that day by opening the secret hiding place for my Nintendo from Santa. I'm sure he didn't. No. Woo! Yay! Brilliant story, Ben. Thank you very yeah, much. On Chronicles, he sent one in, and basically he got an Orko figure nobody else had. Mm-hmm. And to cut a long story short, because it was a long email, even though Ben said it wasn't that long, the Orko figure he had wasn't a razor, and his mum knew it, but didn't tell him because <laughs> of how happy he was. Oh. So, yeah. What are parents like, eh? Exactly. Do you want to read the next short one? Yes. Sean J. From Sean J. One Christmas, I got a Sega Genesis and Sonic 2. But what made it extra special was on that Christmas morning, my parents had me and my bro go around the house on a treasure hunt. <laughs> I think that would have been pretty neat. That's not. That's something I never actually did. But it's a smart idea. Make you work for your presents. Uh, yeah, don't think that I'm doing that with your presents. No, not at all, please. <laughs> don't. Uh, on a treasure hunt with clues placed all over the house until we were finally led to the laundry den with the Genesis gift wrapped. Hope it wasn't in the actual like laundry machine or anything like that. <laughs> what the hell? It was just it was just going round in the Mom, it smells a parcel. It also came with the original Sonic. Very nice. It is very nice. Wish my presents were hidden in the laundry. I only <laughs> remember once my skip. I got a skateboard and I was hell. It was um, in the cloakroom. Because it said, will you go and get something? And I went in there, and it wasn't wrapped. It had, like, a bow or something around it. I'll actually tell you one thing. It wasn't Christmas-related. What's the point in saying it, then? It was not Christmas-related. It's a wee story the way you like you were saying it's in some place or whatever. Yeah. That sort of thing. It isn't exactly like that, but it was just a quick thing for my birthday um, when I was younger. Uh, you know Stanline? Yes. We have boats called the Stanline HSS, and all that sort of that go between Northern Ireland and Scotland. Um, and it was just brand new, and it was, like, two weeks before my birthday. I was like, yeah, let's go have a wee look closer at the boat. Oh, and you get closer and looking. You know, you're in like the departures area, and me as a kid didn't realise that you had to have a ticket to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought you'd just stand there and watch. 
I'm like, yeah, we'll go a bit closer. And basically got me on the bridge towards the boat. And I was like, no, 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 don't move <laughs> on. Me being the honest and well brought up kid saying I didn't want to stow away on a boat. So it's that sort of a thing that <laughs> parents do. But I said, it's probably because you watch. Or go, you it's know. probably because you watch Indiana Jones. We're like, no ticket. No ticket. No ticket. Um, but yeah, uh, shall we go to the break? Let some people hear some fancy Christmas music and get ready. Fancy Christmas music? Get ready. Hold on a minute. Shh. What's that noise? What is that? I think. Oh, hold on a minute. I think we've got an unexpected guest. Hold on a sec. Christmas! Brilliant! I love Christmas! In fact, when it's over, I'm going to pop back and do it all over again. Have a very Merry Christmas. As <gasps> a doctor? Oh my goodness. It's hard to believe that this time last year we saw him regenerate into Matt Smith. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Cribbins. And on that sad note, let's go to the break and then we come back. And while we're coming back with... Jingle Man! Jabba! Doesn't say that, no. Dingus. to a podcast on popculturenetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.popculturenetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. Just head over to popculturenetwork.com and click on store. The mood is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, the party's on, the feeling's here, that only comes this time of year. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move. And the rock and roll jetpack and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. They're all gone. These two are 
Where's your Christmas spirit? The last one just left. No. Ah! It's two fathers. This is one. One mission. Woo! Oh, the baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, though, know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starsky and Hutch. Well, late delivery of Turbo Man. That toy works. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, Tony. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. <laughs> Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back from the break. There, I just want to play some. Instead of me going, we're back. This is what'll be happening between each one. It'll be a different Christmas song. Why? Why you do that? <laughs> Why I do that? Because of Christmas. But it'll be jingle all the way. <laughs> With Turbo Man. I'm Turbo Man. I fight Big Show and then try and fail him. Yes, it'll be jingle all the way time. <laughs> really? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. Should really play Jingle Bells, you know? Yes. Yes? Yes. I have it? Yes. I'm gonna get a jelly baby! Oh, no, it's all gonna kick off. <laughs> it's actually it? two stuck together. Mm. Just like your four that were stuck together in the amazing outtake from uh, last very, episode. That was very good, so was. I like the flower. Hello, everyone! Alrighty then. Jingle all the way. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and produced by Chris Columbus. He be the man who did the first Harry Potter, and he also done those other things as well. He be a director. Didn't he do stuff like no, that was John Hughes did like Home Alone, but he did other things that were really popular. I will find this out immediately. I will find it out. Yeah, <laughs> as Chris feels miserably. No, he did do. He directed Home Alone. Chris Columbus directed Home Alone. John Hughes writ, wrote and produced Home Alone. Kevin! Well, we're here to talk about... number two the other day, that as well. Oh, were you? It was, it was very nice. Brenda Fricker, who used to be in Casualty. I just swore <laughs> No, I said Fricker. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? It wasn't on? like Alec on Frick! Or anything like that. Dirty. Not dirty. And produced by Christopher Columbus. No, wait, that's the guy who went around the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of looking for places. Let's make a film about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Toy Called Terrible Man. Did he also flip and directed? What did he I also flip and direct? I forgot. Mrs. Doubtfire, one of my favourite films. Oh. How did I forget that? And he wrote The Goonies as well. What did he? He wrote The Goonies, yeah. And Young Sherlock Holmes, but that's not to be talking <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. More important. More important. Did, what? 
Alright, come on, we're talking about Jingle all the day, all the way. He's Fantastic Four as well, I'm Bicentennial Man, never called Oh, Bicentennial Man was terrible! <laughs> Moving on! Should have been called by Terrible Man. He's also, uh, supposedly coming out in 2013 producing a movie called Killer Pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, enough about that. He ate himself to death. Is this as good as his other Xmas movie, Home Alone, Chris? I actually watched Jingle all the way for the first time a couple of days ago. Yes, it was three part Tesco, it was very good. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I didn't think. <laughs> I hope you've muted your microphone. Oh, you definitely. Um, I enjoyed it, um, but Home Alone I've seen so many times and I just really enjoy it. Home Alone makes me laugh more than Jingle All Way does, um, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and I didn't think I thought it'd be really cheesy, but it's probably one that I'd watch every Christmas now. Jingle All the Way, uh, in my opinion, is it's a different type of Christmas movie to Home Alone. Yes, they're both very comedy based, but it's different forms of comedy. This one is more. You could probably relate to this one more. As being a kid at the time, if you watched no, no, this no, no, as, no. as well. As, like, you know, like, if you're a parent sitting down and watching and this. Both. Yeah. But if, if a kid wanting a toy and parent having to get the toy, you know? Yeah, but if you're, you're a kid wanting a toy at Christmas time, you're going to want it from Santa. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want it from your mum and dad. Mm-hmm. That's, like, if it's birthday, fair enough. But, um, you know, like, the parents could all, you know, like, because I said to my dad about it, and he's just like, no, oh, reminds me of something, which I think is one of the points there, so I'll keep it until then. Okay, do Um... But yeah, Home Alone um, had the obviously. Which was all weird there? He's getting all emotional talking about Kevin being left alone. <laughs> I was so I was so worried for him. He's like, oh, I'm gonna cry. Um, it's long as Michael Jackson didn't come in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not gonna mention that. Um, <laughs> he just laughed instead. But yeah, I like the fact that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this one the, because this was kind of one of was this one of Arnold's first real comedies obviously he had what was it Kindergarten what, Cop Kindergarten Cop and he had what was it twins, Junior Twins or Junior or Junior and Twins yeah, he was junior in twins. so it's kind of around this period where he started going a wee bit comedy yeah in comparison to with crazy amazing action movies yeah whereas The Rock is starting to do that now or Hulk Hogan did it well Rock's actually went in the opposite direction he's went from feel good light hearted movies towards like this faster and fast and the furious stuff and action oh, I forgot about that but yeah I think you always have Home Alone has to be considered one of the premier um Christmas movies oh yeah yeah it would it would definitely be that and it was just a shame that uh, Macaulay Culkin had to go absolutely do Lally <laughs> but it's good too um can we identify <laughs> alright <laughs> Can we identify with what Arnold goes through in this film? <laughs> Arnold Pizza Shop! <laughs> Arnold! He, what he goes through in this film, and do we have any stories, Chris, similar to the hunt he embarks on? I asked Santa for Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And Santa couldn't deliver it, so he sent a note, and I'm trying to cover a tracks here, um, yeah. he sent a note to my mum and dad to see if they could find it. 
um, and they went trekking around to try and find Optimus Prime, and they never got me. And I'm still to this day. Dom White over in England sent me uh, Optimus Prime, but he's missing a fist, and he's really right. It's like a battle armor Optimus Prime. He looks like he's really been through the mill. You know, like he's really wrecked. And it was the same with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is like the newer kind of version of the intro, which is what I did there. Sween would understand that. Um, <laughs> he had to go all around near enough Northern Ireland to try and find one. Northern Ireland. And you know where he got them? Carrick Fergus. <laughs> no, he actually got them down in McCulloch's, down in Bangor. Right. Which normally is more like an antique kind yeah, of it shop. Is, very much so. Um, and he got them there. And I wasn't well at Christmas. Oh, it, And I distinctively remember. As um, you your finger in the. Yes, I distinctly. drunk. Distinctively remember not being well. Oh. And, <laughs> and opening up these figures and having that new toy smell. Available on popculturenetwork.com every Saturday. But no, that was the same smell I got from opening Scarglow, and that took me back. I was just like, this is like a smell I remember from whenever I opened the Turtles figures. Three and score I- and twenty million years ago, I remember opening up a toy with a, that new toy smell. And I actually have a figure, uh, figure? I actually have a picture of me with a turtle figure in my hand. Um, Sweet would be proud. Yeah, well I said that in Chronicles to him. And he just laughed, and uh, mm. with that in my hand, but I don't know what figure it is. But uh, those are my kind of memories. So obviously they were trying to get me those kind of toys, and they did it for the. They managed to do it with the turtles. You know, they always came through the Master Universe stuff, and for that, mummy and daddy, I love you. And um, oh. you know, yeah, can't buy me love. Yeah, he can't just buy me Master you Universe buy, figures. You can't buy a child's love through presents. Yes. What about you, Alan? Um, my Alan. My story is similar to yours, but in the fact that Roast beef the way, much. Mm. Um, Santa sent your parents a letter, basically what I had done, my mum explained this only to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was completely mortified when she told me. <laughs> um, she said I was notorious. <laughs> B.I.G. <laughs> I was I was notorious for changing my mind at about three weeks before Christmas had come along. Why am I not shocked nor surprised at this <laughs> revelation, Alan? <laughs> I would change my mind with about two or three weeks to go. And uh, they'd already bought the present I'd originally been wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of doing the whole, you know... Santa's, you know, not able to get it or whatever. Yeah. Instead of hunting and getting it and, you know, doing what parents normally would do and, you know, quickly taking the thing back and going and changing the present and getting what the kid's now asking for, mm-hmm. which we know, you know, all too well in our line of work. God. You know. It's alright, got that one lost to it, though. He wants Call of Duty. You know, it's an 18 rated game. Yeah, yeah it's alright. It's alright. He's eight. He's his big brother. at 13. He's still underage. <laughs> um. But my mum said to me that what they did was instead of saying, oh, Santa can't get that, and then running out and grabbing it, <laughs> and um, they would basically talk me back into my original friend. <laughs> say, no, Alan, do you not think you really want that one? Blah, 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 blah. So I'd end up... Did they, like, wave the fingers in front of you? You will like this. I will like that again, mummy. <laughs> Pretty much. It was, you know, <laughs> in School of Jedi, mind trick on a child. Do you not really want this? And they would like show me pictures, <laughs> they say, like, pictures off it and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. And they say the Jedi mind tricks only work in the weak-minded. What I say, that does that say about you? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's my story. 
What what was it about, by the way? You know, what was the toy? I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Um, Barbie? No, it was not. Playmobile, civilian families, Transformers. I think it might have been Power Rangers. Coco Power Rangers from the command centre with Scotty Cash. Well Available at PaulCulturNetwork.com every Saturday as well. I think it was the original um, Megazord or something like that. I changed my mind to wanting it, but I got it as well, so that was okay. Are you not still wanting to get one of the reissues of those things? I was thinking about it, but I've, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I still have my old one kicking about somewhere, so I may have to dig out sometime and put it on display on my shelf or something. <laughs> yeah, awesome. me- Megazord up beside all the Bioshock <laughs> figures. <laughs> uh, that really? awesome, a fight between a big daddy and the Megazord. I think the Megazord would tar over it, though. <laughs> you are. Bioshock versus uh, Power Rangers. Still have. Uh, <laughs> We've done Mortal Kombat versus DC. We've gone off on a massive yeah. tangent here. God forgive me, but I'm trying to—I can't remember the name of it. But um, Tommy, when he was the White Ranger, and like the kind of saber tooth sword thing he had that would go do 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 do, and maybe yeah, like an ocarina almost. Yeah, yeah, I have that as well. It's still in a cupboard somewhere. I've got an ocarina on my phone. I know you. Hey, ocarina! Hi. For us before. Yes, I did. So yeah, that's the stories, random stories and tangents for that point. So that's jingle all the way covered. <laughs> no, it's not jingle all the way. It's not over yet. Um, this could be the film that George Lucas saw Jake Lloyd and cast him as Anakin Skywalker. Did we enjoy him in this film? I was never the biggest fan of Jake Lloyd. Of I did not like him in this film one I heard of, so it didn't. He's a wee snotty kid. <laughs> <laughs> I want his, I want Turbo Man! I, want, I, want. I preferred Ma- Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, rather than Jake Lloyd in this. You could see. Dad, you promised! You could see, though, where. Um, Jump! <laughs> Uh, Columbus, you know, it was a similar looking kid because in Home Alone 3 as well, oh, no. he all seems to go for these kids with a similar sort of style haircut. Yeah, the bowl cut. Bowl cut hair. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, this is quite freaky how you can track these kids down. But nobody really liked Jake Lloyd anyway, be it in Star Wars or be it in this. No. I'm Putin, my name is Anakin. I don't care. <laughs> Respect your elders, little one. <laughs> You're going to die. Liam Neeson, he do your knee then. Your knee then, right? <laughs> um, I don't think we really need to say anything more about that point of the models apart from. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about Jake Lloyd anymore. Moon Christmas, Jake! It's not North Week. Let's go to swear there, but. This is, yep. What I want to know is how can a man the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger produce such a snot nosed, like, wee tiny kid as him? Like you would expect the kid to have like a chiseled jaw, like Arnold, to be like, "Hello, <laughs> I am Arnold's son." I terminate the baby legs. Terminate the baby. <laughs> yeah, Lloyd, no, no. You know that film isn't real, Alan. So hmm? the film isn't real. I know, but they should do better casting. <laughs> As you know, he's a bit. You got so aggressive there, and you're. Sp- it's okay. It's on radio. Radio. Uh, the budget was sixty million, and it grossed one hundred and twenty-nine million. Very meager. I honestly cannot see where they spent sixty million on. You know, it must have been on the special effects or anything. Yeah, it's just like there's the Turbo Man fight at the end with him and the that's like yeah, you know, wires and all that. Sort yeah, of stuff. but it's a case of obviously you know about forty five or a million that probably went to Arnie, two uh, P probably went to Sinbad. <laughs> Yo, Sinbad, be my main man. That's the power ice, bra bra, fish and chips, one pound fifty. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, you're probably right. Probably like fucking 
50% of the actual cost of that movie went to Arnold. Probably. Or to fixing up the shops that were wrecked by stampedes of people. Yeah. What was the name of the thing? What was the name of the animal in Turbo Man? Because there was Turbo Man, then there was... What was the one that Simbat was dressed up as? The one that wasn't he like the one with the brain on his head? Or yeah, something? he was like then the there was like this sort of... Booster or booster, something? Yeah, booster. Yeah. Nobody wants booster! Booster! <laughs> <laughs> um... We also see James Belushi and the Big Show in this film. Whoa! Break the walls down. It'd be the Big Show in Jericho. <laughs> um, did this help bring episode Y2J? <laughs> did this help bring a bit of comedy to the film outside of obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, whenever um, he's looking for a Turbo Man, he's chasing that ball around, and then. Um, <laughs> he's dressed up as Santa. He goes like, "Hey, come here," and take him to where you know he gets the Turbo Man and is like speaking like Spanish or whatever. <laughs> Spanish and then it like man. falls apart and it's like, "Oh, some assembly is required." And he goes like, <laughs> "I want my money back." And then that's whenever he comes in. And he finds manages to find the cop badge. Goes like, "Yes, book them all," and then just walks off. And you're like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> well, you can't, in my opinion, go wrong with a Belushi in a film. No, even though it's. It's kind of the like original and best. No, but it's kind of like you can't go wrong with the person appearing in one of the other films, Bill Murray. Yes, that'd be true. That'd yes, have it. From the line of comedy. Sorry, I'm just going to eat a roast beef once too much. Mm. What's that? I say it's on mute. All right, it's oh, on crud. Uh, he's unmuted. But uh, I think one of the funniest parts is the likes of Big Show and Vern Troyer together. <laughs> yeah. As Huge, super crazy size Santa and a little baby Santa, and very, very much like um, Big Show in WWE with Rey Mysterio. Yes, uh, Rey Mysterio or Hornswoggle. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> you can tell Mock. this is very yeah. much lagging off the wrestling at the moment. Um, sadly, Phil Hartman, who voiced many Simpsons characters. Hi, I'm TV's Troy McClure. Many Simpsons characters passed away after this film. What did we enjoy the most about his portrayal in this film? I just thought it was very funny the way I loved whenever he was eating the cookies. <laughs> whenever yes, Arnie, yes, yes. Arnie phones up and then he's go like he's eating the cookies, go mm, oh, you know, like making all these <laughs> orgasmic noises, yeah, and then just going on about the cookies, and Arnie goes, "Those are my cookies. I love cookies." <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, uh, I just thought that was hilarious, and obviously whenever. Okay. Uh, no vegetables, um, and obviously whenever um, he um, is trying to come on to his wife, and she gets like the eggnog or whatever and throws it over him, that's pretty funny. But anyway, I have to fill because Alan is eating. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Head over to Pop Culture Network forums and post your thoughts on what you like about. My apologies. Yes. Sorry about that. I took an inopportune time to take a sweetie. Um, does this film really capture what parents have to go through to get the must-have toy? Whether it is a Turbo Man or a Buzz Lightyear to Infinity and Beyondings. Um, <laughs> Listen to last episode to do a Toy Story coverage. It really, really does show what parents have to go through. I think it would show what parents had to go through then. Yeah, not so much now nowadays, with eBay and yeah, like you say, eBay online, Play.com, pimp them. Um, <laughs> Uh for all your wrestling needs send some free wrestling DVDs we probably will hear you listen no they don't um, I love wrestling but it still shows you what the sort of stress parents go through be it 
whether they order online. Says Alan, rubbing his head, looking like he is stressed. It's like, oh my god, is there so much Christmas shopping to do? It's unreal. <laughs> I'm nearly there. It's okay. Um, but the whole rushing through the shops for that one particular toy was what it was like. But it's still, like, from what I've heard, Buzz Lightyear, even now, because obviously you had Toy Story 3 out in the summer, um, likes of Tesco's, Asda, and all that, you know, in our area, stock mm-hmm. a load of toys. They're flying off the shelves again, just simply because that of isn't flying, it's story. falling with style. It's falling with style. <laughs> it's such a funny comment there. Yes, I'm not impressed. <laughs> um, so, Gina. <laughs> But it's not, it's not something we would see more over here. It's something you would see still probably very much more in America, the whole rushing through the you know, the toy store and knocking stuff over and trying to get stuff. Probably the likes of you know Black Friday and all that sort of stuff, mm. um, which, again, we don't have over here because our government... Well, we have Boxing Day, and so to speak. Yeah, you know. but we don't get like 70% off. No. Do you not remember? Stingy. Do you not remember? I I don't know if it was here or in America. Again, this is a turtle story. Hmm. That you know, like this was whenever turtles were at the height of their popularity, and um, I I don't know if it was Leisure World or what, and people went up there to get some, and there was a big fight that broke out between two people. Hmm. He had the last one, and these two women fought over this toy for their kid, like literally, you know, punching each other. It is, it is unbelievable what some people will do for the sake of a toy. I know it is, again, you know, make a kid happy and all that, but is it really worth a flipping punch-up? Mm, well... For a piece pe- of plastic, effectively? Some people have no dignity or sense. As I like to say, um, you need to have sense to spell nonsense. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Next point. All right. Okay. This film seemed to open the door for Arnie and his comedy role. I said this earlier. <laughs> no. I said this earlier. Um, this is one of the most memorable ones. Mm. Second. It's up there. It is up there. And second. Why? What's the first for you? Kindergarten cop. I should have guessed it. Who um, is your daddy, and what does he do? Stop whining. What's <laughs> 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 uh, matter? Come on, don't... Oh, he says a swear, that one. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. I'm trying to make this light so Alan has no editing if I say... I actually messed that up in the last episode, and I was like, Chris, I can't find the swear word. I've spent like 45 minutes trying to find it, and I can't find it. I told you exactly where it was, yeah. too. Jurassic Park, uh, 20 minutes in, you hear me say... Um... But yeah, Arnold had quite a knack for comedy movies, so he did. I don't know whether it's because of you know what you see with Arnold, and, you know this big butch guy and all that sort of stuff, or the voice. Mm. I think the voice has to be part of it because, like, sure, we've been doing this voice like a million times during this segment, <laughs> yeah. Simply because it it's like Sylvester Stallone. You know you are. You you want double man? Totally double. But yeah. I would rate this highly on his comedy ones. Kindergarten Cop is a pretty darn good one, though. I think Junior would have to be his worst one. Yeah. Twins is quite funny to watch. With little Danny DeVito. <laughs> yep. Well, he's not that little. He's bigger than Hornswoggle. <laughs> God, he isn't. <laughs> Apart from Vern Troyer. Is it a film we can watch year after year at Christmas time? I think it'd be definitely. Well, I would probably watch it next Christmas. In fact, my... It's the sort of thing that you... 
you know you would be happy enough to watch you know every year it wouldn't be one you would watch in the middle of the year or like in three weeks apart like when you go hyperactive and love a movie or anything like that no it's definitely one for Christmas you know whenever you're watching like Elf and Home Alone and getting you in the Christmas mood yeah and that kind of thing so I lent it to my sister for them to watch because whenever we were around at hers on Saturday we watched Santa Claus 3 that I'd never seen before and it was That's, quite good it was quite good I liked yeah. Tim Allen <laughs> <laughs> also last episode again Tim Allen he was right I actually said whenever we were there because uh, Sophie was curled up uh, beside me and I said to my sister do you recognise that voice and she went no and my dad went I recognise that voice and I went that's Buzz and I went what and I went Buzz Lightyear why? Mm-hmm. They didn't actually know it was Buzz Lightyear, and I was like, but they knew that the guy who played Jack Frost was your man from Inner Space, so they knew that, but I they didn't know, that, that. didn't know that. Yeah, it's just like mm, random. It's a bit of an odd one, yeah. Random retro, but, yeah. Uh, Finally, it. With Eam. Eckerd Gokin. Final question: <laughs> Turbo Man or Iron Man? <laughs> Turbo Man looked, looked way way out of scale. Do you want my opinion on this? Obviously, everybody knows I'm a big Iron Man fan, so it's Iron Man dead. You know, Noah. What? Iron Man all the <laughs> Iron- way in this. It's like you said Iron Man dead Noah. No. It's Iron Man all the way for me. But oh. if you were to stand now, if you were to stand uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man suit... You know, with the headpiece off, mm-hmm. the way you see him um, in Iron Man Two, where he's like sitting in a donut and he isn't wearing the helmet, beside Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Turbo Man outfit, yeah, you would basically think, right, Iron Man here has is the really nice, you know, kind of the way you saw, you know, the way they did uh, really nice replicas, statues of. Iron Man, ba- Dark Knight. Oh, those Connor Doll things. Connor Doll sort yeah. of things. You know, the really expensive $200 things. Mm-hmm. That would be Iron Man. And then Turbo Man standing beside it is like the cheap version. Yeah. Off Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So it is because you, you just see it. You know, Turbo Man looks like a giant piece of plastic. Yeah, it just looks way out of scale because it almost looks the same size as Jake Lloyd in that film. So it does. <laughs> It really does. So really is that does a unanimous like, vote for Iron Man then? No, Turbo Man. Turbo Man all the way. That's because you don't have... Turbo Terrific! That's because you have no money. And you have to go for the cheap version all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of cheap versions, um, Pixel Dan said that on Toy Man that some guy said um, the Turbo Man doll that he was selling was like, what was it, $80? $100. $100 and said, yeah, they're hard to get. <laughs> to which Dan replied, yeah, man, I've seen the movie. But around this time <laughs> of year... You know, like it was the same with my uh, my mate Dom said that at a car boot sale he saw one for like forty odd quid and said they're quite hard to get. Yeah, nobody's rushing to get Turbo Man dolls now. You should go over to medicollector.com and get either Ghostbusters or Master Universe Classics. Master Universe Classics all the way. So right, that's Junga all the way, all the way, all um, the way. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a break. And then we'll play some more Christmas music because it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas! Indeed. So last Christmas, uh, last Christmas, I or no, last episode, I gave me my thoughts on things like Toy Story. It said last Christmas, last episode. That's 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 what I was doing. So what we're going to do is we're going to head over and listen to Pop Culture Network's Obvious. Enjoy, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. See you after. What are we going after the break? Scrooged. (laughs) 
Scrooge, with poor money! Why am I trying like this? Come back at the break! Let's kill you! Enjoy! Hey Operation Retroshock fans, my name is Rob Bass from Not Mint Inbox and Comic Nation TV. Well, it's Christmas time and I've been thinking retro and very shockingly about my past and some great, great Christmas presents I used to get. I clearly remember one year begging my parents, please. I want the Shinobi system, and yeah, I know, that sounds stupid. That was the Sega Master System here, the Sega Master System was like, the best graphics you're gonna find, everybody else had Nintendo, I did not want that, I wanted Shinobi, I wanted the Shinobi system, I used to drop quarters upon quarters upon quarters at the local pizzeria just to play Shinobi, and I was like, what is this kid talking about, what Shinobi system, and my friend's like, no, you idiot, the Sega Master System. My parents like, no, it's too much money. We have the Atari 7800. We're not going to buy that. It's too expensive. Blah blah blah. Christmas morning, I wake up, big old box from Santa Claus. In it, the Sega Master System with the 3D glasses and missile command or missile defense or whatever it was 3D. I went nuts. And oh yeah, Santa didn't forget to get me Shinobi. So. Clearly, I remember playing that game with my father. Hours, hours, and then we'd even play hooky from school and work just to beat that game. Alright, guys, Merry Christmas, and would love to hear what you guys think. So, always listen to Operation Retroshock every other Sunday on the Pop Culture Network, and Merry Christmas. o'clock psycho sees santa's workshop and only lee majors can stop them in the night the reindeer died be here you can't show that commercial that thing looked like the, the manson family christmas special think i'm way off base yes you're well you're a tad off base sir frank cross is more than the youngest network president in television history call security have them change his locks and toss him out of the building oh he's fired it's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Oh, watch out. He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? Uh, I don't remember. A shower curtain. Ma'am, I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We've tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron!
It's ghosts he hates. Bill Murray. Karen Allen. Sounded like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey! You'd rather see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. God, does everybody know this one? Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. This holiday season, see Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the chicks, but not with me. Ben Crosby has an awesome voice, but one that you could very... Hello, baby. Very send you to sleep. Nom, at. nom, nom. Yep. Okay, so we're back! And, uh... No, no, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. Evidently, though, in Ghostbusters 2, whenever they're, um, they're go- playing the music, and they're going like, um, they're going like, din, 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 you know, they're like, who are you going to call? All the kids go, he-man, he-man. So, yeah. So, before we go and uh, talk about Scrooge, I just had an email sent to me, and it never arrived. And uh, I was lucky enough to talk to my good friend, who I talk to all the time, on Facebook, Gary Bradley, who sent me in this email. So I will read it out, Alan, while you munch away. So you munch a little heart out. Welcome. Yes, so. <coughs> Why did I say please welcome? Please do. <laughs> please welcome. Um, Chris, this is one of my favourite memories. It's Christmas time, the mid-80s, in Jackson, Tennessee. By that time, my brother, oh. Demond, and <laughs> G-Pop, and I were a huge fans of He-Man and the Master of the Universe. So you know we were hoping for some Master of the Universe toys on Christmas. Alan, shut your face. We didn't expect a lot because although we weren't poor or anything, we understood that our parents couldn't get us all the toys we wanted. Okay, so it's a gift opening time and as we hoped, we got new Master of the Universe toys. I think this year we got Dragon Blaster Skeletor, good choice. And I think Rotom and Battlecat. Rotom, not so much. Battlecat, yes. Not a lot, not a lot, but we were nonetheless happy. Okay. So we think we get our gift unwrapping time is over until one of our aunts says she just remembered she left one more present in the bedroom. She asked Demond and excuse me, one second. What is with pe- older people saying I just left something over there? <laughs> and Gary, if that's the way your auntie talks, it's uh, very uncanny, isn't it? So um, okay, so we think gift wrapping time is over until one of our aunts says she's remembered she's left one more present in the bedroom. She asked Demond and I to go and get it. We walk in the bedroom and what's sitting there but Castle Grayskull. Oh my goodness. That's it there. Uh, already assembled and ready for us to play with. We had to do a double take on it because at first I thought it was the Castle Grayskull gumball machine that was out back at the time. It was small and didn't cost as much as the real Grayskull. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting all emotional. Like I said, Aww. we knew our folks uh, couldn't get us everything we wanted, but after snapping out of it, I realised it was a real deal. The chair with the gun in the tower, the trap door, the sticker with the cage beast inside one of Grayskull's dungeons, everything. 
You should have seen how excited we got because this was one gift we were not expecting. Needless to say, as soon as the wrapping paper was cleaned up, we had enough space to play He-Man for the first time to come when Demon and I transformed our Prince Adam... No, it goes... <laughs> ...figured our He-Man figures with one of the greatest sayings in the world by the power of Grayskull, I have the power! Which is more 2002 than 1980, but anyway... Castle Grayskull limbed in the background just like it did in the cartoon. And that, Chris, my friend, was one of the greatest Christmas memories. Hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did, Gary, and thank you for sending that to me. I always enjoy reading anything to do with Master of the Universe, especially something like that there. Alan is feverishly trying to finish, <laughs> and he did. So, yes. so thank you very much for Gary and uh, much, the next one we have to read is uh, Arthur Burlow but that's after we just talk about Scrooge in fact what we'll do is we'll talk about Scrooge I'll do that and then we'll go to the break and then we'll come back and then talk about Arthur? no we'll do Arthur um, at the end before we go to the break and then we'll talk about because at the end of Muppets Christmas Carol we have one from Tyler Baker and that's on doing Masters of the Universe and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff I want some pizza. I had pizza today. It's very nice. But we did a live... Oh, uh, excuse me. What is it with you burping tonight? <laughs> I don't know. We did... Uh, myself, Dylan Cook and James Sawyer sat down and did a commentary in the 1987 live-action film. And, well, um, we were watching that. Of course, they have chicken in that. And we were all hungry. <laughs> Indeed, yes. And uh, I wasn't rapping chicken like in Parappa the Rapper, which is episode uh, 17. Step on the gas, not step on the brake. <laughs> yeah. Alright, come on, we're talking about Animal Crossing here now. That has some awful music <laughs> in it, man. <laughs> you love it. And you love it, yeah. You not remember Best of the Best? Best of the Best, sir. With honours. No, do you not remember the film Best of the Best with Eric Roberts? I think it's the second one, wherever they're Eric in. Eric like Roberts, movie killer. Yeah, but this this had James Earl Jones on it. Um, you can get it in Pineland for, you know, you know, in Pineland, my mama asked somebody how much the calendars were, and my my sister actually walked away from her and said, "I'm not talking to you." Okay, um, now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading this word for word. Chris is oh first point. God. He is made about Scrooge. I argue grammar, swash swash. Scrooge supposedly, ladies and gentlemen, had a budget of thirty dollars and doubled this at the box office. <laughs> So it made $60, did it? <laughs> it made $60 <laughs> the It paid Bill Murray $10 and said, there you go. What did it really cost? <laughs> I forgot to add the word million. So it made $30 million and doubled that at the box office. No, it had $30 million as a budget and then made $60 million. Sorry, yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, Chris, why do you do this to me? Imagine if a film made $60. <laughs> Imagine if a $60 at the box office. There is actually supposedly one that did. <laughs> it was like one supposedly starring, I think it was Charlize Theron or something like that. I remember reading an article about it a, a few months ago. <laughs> but enough about that. Um, again, it seems like a theme with Christmas movies here that they only just make about double what they cost. Because if you think, um, yeah, the Jingle, Jingle All the Way was sixty million, made one hundred and twenty-nine million. Yeah, this was thirty million and made sixty million. Mm-hmm. What? I thought I was going to burp. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> no more burpees. Chris, did you enjoy the interpretation of this Christmas Carol? You're not going to like me for this, but I prefer this over Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh no! <laughs> but why then? 
I actually still had that sealed because uh, a good friend um, that I used to work with called Jonathan Dunleavy or called Joff uh, bought me it a couple of years ago for Christmas, and uh, it's one of the, my it's one of the films that I remember watching whenever I was a kid at Christmas. Oh, I know, but it's very freaky. So it is freaky deaky indeedy. Yeah, freaky deaky indeedy. Freaky deaky indeedy because. Be like, oh, scary, because it'd be like ghosts, and it'd be like, it'd be like, you'll come back in the past with me, and it'd be like the ghost of Christmas past. I don't know what Arnold is the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> well, come with me to get Turbo Man from a child. He's a whiny little brat. I kick him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you just left again. Favorite ghost of the film. <laughs> Mine's my favorite's Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. You'd be Arnold. You'd be the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, it's the, like the fairy one that I liked because she's, she's just really aggressive and just kicks the living. Sherbet lemon. Sherbet lemon. I'd have perfect word. I'd have words. I'd have Bill Murray. So she does. I and think it's the ghost of actually, Christmas present. There's nothing more funny, I think, in times than seeing Bill Murray getting his backside handed to him. Yeah, but it's very funny. Very funny, man. Because <laughs> the first one be the taxi cab driver, and then second one be Tinky Bell, and then the third Tinky, one. Tinky Bell? Third one be this big mother crusher that had, like, whenever he lifted crusher. up. Whenever I want some crusher. Opened up his cape, and then you saw, like, all these people go. Ah! And stuff. Sorry. That freaks me out. What? That noise? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, I leave now. I leave. Good luck trying to get past. Uh, yeah, I, if I wanted to get out of here, I'd be stuffed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there'd be no chance. <laughs> Close down laptop. But, yeah. What was your favourite ghost? <sighs> that, that one just freaked me out. It's <laughs> just... Uh, I don't really know what to say about that, but uh, <laughs> it's probably like what you say, just the way uh, I'm just referring to her as Tinkler, tink, Tinkler Bell. <laughs> oh, we can't get... Uh, she goes around, words she right. goes around everywhere urinating. <laughs> Tinkler Bell. Uh, just, uh, it's not going well tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like you said, the aggressiveness. And all that like, I'm going to beat you up! Yeah, because Mr. T was in a tutu. Splink! Is that right, John Pertwee? Spingiest. <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, this film has scored a 61% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Would we rate this film higher, especially in our explicit films? Can you just please say that again, Jack Swagger? You know, it's a wee bit like a Bobby the Brain him in the later days. That's awful. No, it's you know the way he has the lisp but when he was older, not before his sick period, but you know the way you just have that wee bit of a lisp at the end. No. You can't remember? No. I was a wee bit extreme with the lisp, but... <laughs> but with the Brain DVD coming out January in the UK, it's going to be proper boat till the... Yeah! He can't wait for that one. Then I can't. Bobby Brain Hinnon, he ruled! My favourite manager ever. Supposedly the story about him being sick again was actually, in fact, not true he's actually okay yeah I read conflicting reports about that which he had, he had taken a tumble and went into hospital to get yeah. sick but it wasn't to do you, to, I just don't understand why people do that sick so it is because I remember remember they did it about Roddy Piper like I remember talking ago. to James E talking to James E talk sent me an email saying I'll be two minutes I've just heard reports that Ric Flair's dead it's crazy it's, I don't know how people it's just like well he was on impact he was on impact yesterday so 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on from death. Uh, I shall repeat the point. This film has scored a 61% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn, they'd be rotten. Um, would we rate this film higher, especially in our Xmas films? In my opinion, Rotten Tomato and all these sort of places, they're full of people that think they know everything. No, no, nothing. When it comes to films. A wee bit like um, 90% of the wrestling mark community who think they can run a wrestling show and all that sort of stuff. I know we all pass <laughs> You hear that, Dirk? <laughs> it is not in reference to Dirk. How dare you? I leave that to him. It's Dirk. If you want to pick with him, you can deal with him. Um, but it's a case of we all pass comment. We say, you know, we think this should have been done and that should have been done. But the ones that really just push it so much and like hammered on boards mm-hmm. you know they're like blah 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 do this do this you stupid you know you know, start you know like stupid TNA and blah 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 yes we think things are stupid and all that sort of stuff at times but why is your act up I went off an extreme tangent there um, but yeah I don't I think it's a bit of a strict rating for a Christmas movie you know you know fine no Christmas movie is going to be a theatrical masterpiece no you know the acting isn't going to be Shakespeare worthy. They're basically you know, just all feel-good movies. That's what they are. Yeah. So the rate at sixty-one percent. Yes, I know they're trying oh. to think of it in comparison to you know better movies and like The Godfather's and all. Yeah, these it's not going to be like compared. Yeah, to it's that. not going to be like Titanic or Lawrence of Arabia. It's not going to be anything like that. It's just going to be a sit-down, feel-good movie that chill out, relax, enjoy your Christmas time, and off you go. Yes, exactly. Because it has a nice ending they to it. Maybe have a Christmas Rotten Tomatoes part of this. Because it has like a nice ending to it. Because there's um, Bill Murray's secretary has a son. He hasn't spoke since he saw his dad get shot. So whenever Bill Murray comes back, you know, like and he's mended his ways, yeah. that kind of thing, then he's saying, you know, like um, he's addressing the world and the camera, and he looks down at the kid and he says, uh, "If I miss something, Junior," and he went like. God bless us, everyone. Oh, and then you see the mom I, get really upset. I'm going to cry. You see the mom get really upset and stuff. And um, it's just a nice feel-good moment. We'll be back in two minutes. We'll be back. Oh, no. We're okay. Um, Bill Murray is the lead. I got snap blocks. Now, Bill Murray is the lead in this film, as if you have not already guessed, this is his point. Um, how much did we enjoy him in this film? The thing I find with Bill Murray is he's a fantastic comedic actor, but he can also not on he can also hit a home at emotional points. Mm-hmm. So again, Manchester United just scored one 0 There you Yay! go. Who was it? Jason Park. Yay! He'll eat your Labrador. It's a chant that the United fans. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray, really good comedic actor, but can hit home not only emotionally but seriously mm-hmm. because obviously he did what was it lost in translation yeah. so you know, he doesn't have to be he always does throw in his like his wee comedic bits and whatever movies involved like in. Shack or Ghostbusters exactly Ghostbusters Ghostbusters or as you like to call it Ghostbusters Ghostbusters <laughs> um, but yeah it's really I find it odd at times when I see Bill Murray doing serious things mm-hmm. but he can pull it off yeah, and he is a very. And plus the fact actor. it's a guy from Police Academy. <laughs> He's in it as well, so he is. I don't know his name, but <laughs> the only thing I have a problem with with Bill Murray is, and I don't mean this in a bad way, and it's not involved with his 
on-screen skill or anything like that. It's just kind of his attitude sometimes in interviews and off-screen. He seems sometimes like he doesn't really care. He might care, but he just really like... But that's like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is like, you know, you see him as Han Solo and he's just like, Look, we got got company! And he's very like... And then... My name's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was just the sort of stuff it. like when you see with Bill Murray, he's probably sick of being asked, and that's probably why he's, just, you know, like, oh, yeah, what, you know, in, in regards to Ghostbusters 3 and all. Ghostbusters? And he's like, Which I would love Elijah Dusko to be in. Mm. Suppose your girl out of scary movies going to be in it as part of the new Ghostbusters team, the youngsters or something like that, what you might call her, you know, the, the girl who played Cindy, whatever her name is. Oh, her? Yes. The blonde haired one? Yes. Her. Anna, no, is it Anna Faris or something? I think something like that. I yeah, don't know. her name's oh, definitely she, Anna. She irritates me. As long as she doesn't really put on a, the stupid, crazy voice, you know, like, eh. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray, top notch comedic actor, and I actually love his Garfield movies because he's awesome. He's the voice of Garfield in the CGI movies. Well, you see, the, the voice. The voice of Venkman in the real Ghostbusters was the same guy, I think, who did the voice for Garfield in the animated stuff. That's quite a coincidence, so then, isn't and it? Then obviously, it all links know, in. Yeah, like... Bill Murray did good. Garfield in the yeah. CGI movie. Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You use... You, use, you learn something new... Chris's connection! Ush. <laughs> Potato! Um, well... This next point is kind of you already kind of covered. Favorite part of the movie? Favorite favorite part of the movie? Favorite favorite part of the movie? <sighs> I don't know. Um, everybody enjoys Christmas. Yeah, I enjoy the part wherever um, your man from Police Academy is shooting the shotgun at him in the office, and he's like trying to crawl around and stuff. It's pretty funny. Quite very funny. Quite very funny. Are you going to read Arthur's? Is that us for Scrooge? That's it for Scrooge. I was quite shocked this myself. Or is it? Is it? I think it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that's Scrooge. Um, it's very hard to find any information about or to go over stuff about it because the way I looked at it was, you know, like we've got two films, you know, this and Muppets Christmas Carol that and are We very also know, ladies and gentlemen, that He Man is going to take me. By the power of Grayskull, I have discussion! Right. Okay. Arthur, it's over to you. I don't know okay. why Arthur's Jamaican. He's not. He's actually... Um, is he Italian? It's like, Arthur Bulo, right? No, that's not right. No, you can't. <laughs> Sorry, can't, but... You can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, what did you call it? But you can't do that. <laughs> but if you listen to Master Universe Chronicles, uh, there is an episode upcoming, I think, in February, where we discuss the 2000X cartoon, and Arthur is a member of that. Right, so off we go. Stop... DX chopping me. Uh, Christmas is such a special um, time of get, year, get, guys. Uh, get tucked in, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. At uh, Christmas, everyone is nicer. Really? Somebody could have informed Alan of this. We exchange gifts. Good luck, anybody. We meet with our families and our loved ones, stay together, and somewhat feel like kids. Even Skeletor from He-Man and Master Thank Universe. You. <laughs> Breakfast burrito! Show felt this Christmas spirit once, if only for a day. Everyone is good at Christmas, maybe? Everybody? Are we sure about that? What I do. There's a kind of creature that we that will never fail a Christmas bird. A creature that is dangerous, <laughs> that shouldn't be trusted, not even at Christmas. That we shouldn't let in our homes, even when they knock on our doors, cold and hungry. I am, of course, talking about teddy bears. What? <laughs> Everyone who knows me knows I hate teddies, but when you finish reading the story, you'll all understand why. 
I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read this yet. Uh, it all happened when I was six years old. It was the 25th of December, Christmas Day, and I woke up early to open my presents. I received several awesome toys. First was a Zambot 3 robot with light and sounds. I remember it was the first present I opened, so I was happy about that. Giant robots in disguise. Well, it just says giant robots. We need to have debates. You see, we're very uh, popular in Italy back in the day, and I really wanted that one for a long time. My second present was the awesome Battle Tank. Uh, awesome. Um, it had a cool pilot and shooting missiles and several gimmicks. Fire the missile! <laughs> that was another one I love. So cool. I also got a talking walking robot. Uh, okay. It must, have been that, it must have been that one from Rocky 4. It was like, Happy Birthday, Polly. <laughs> it must have been that one. Yeah, you changed the voice. <laughs> that I really didn't like a lot. The final present, though, was a huge box that I left for the very end. It was a colourful parcel that I went to open, excited, having no clue what was inside. While tearing the paper, I hurt my thumb with the staple arg. Oh, no. It was painful, and I did quite bleed a lot as well. After being medicated by my mother, I went back to open that package. A little less excited. Otherwise, he was provided with drugs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a little excited about the contents. But my excitement returned when I learned what was inside. It was a brown teddy bear. I was so happy about that toy. Like, cute and cuddly, I thought he would be... Be by, I think he spelled that wrong. Uh, but I'll read anyway. I thought he would be by new best friend forever. Little did I know that at the time the true nature of teddy bears. But I would soon have learned. I decided to name my new friend Bombolo. Bombolo. <laughs> That's a weird name. After playing for some time with the robot in disguise, it doesn't actually say that. Tank and my new friend Bombolo. Uh, my mother asked me to put the toys away so we could have dinner. I placed my toys self- safely on a shelf and went to sit down with my parents to have dinner. All of a sudden we heard a big bang in the other room. It was Bombolo that somehow stumped in the Zambot 3 making a crash to the floor. The robot broke into two pieces and oh I started no. crying like mad. My father got angry at me and shouted, This kid cries for everything. I'm so fed up with him. Whoa! <laughs> Those words hurt me a lot. I tried to be strong and stop crying but for somehow... I started feeling that Bombolo really wasn't a friend of mine, as I originally thought. First the stable, then the robot, and finally those harsh words from my father. It was all the fault of the teddy bear. Last chap- uh, last paragraph, last chapter. Oh well, ladies and gentlemen, I've just found out in Wikipedia, there's a guy called Bombolo who was an actor in Italy but and lived from 1931 to 1987, so that could be a link. Oh, okay. Just as a guess. Arthur, let us know if it's a link. Um... But I then thought I was imagining things that Bombolo was innocent and all those were all uh, coincidences. Or as a regional manager would say, coin can dances. <laughs> well, that wasn't the end of the story. My father gave my mother a pair of very costly earrings at Christmas. We had to go to visit my grandmother and my parents were preparing to go out. My father didn't. My father told me not to go into my mother's room because she had all her jewellery in there and didn't want me to touch it. I swear I didn't even go near that room, but my mother couldn't find her earrings everywhere. There was a lot of panic in the house. My parents searched for them everywhere in that room, but they didn't find, manage to find them anywhere. They did, though, find something else, Bombolo. How he got there, and still to this day, remains a mystery, but he did. My father was furious. He took away all my Christmas presents and said oh, no he would way, give man. them to my cousins, who were all far more obedient than I was. Oh. He also punished me for not telling. He also punished me by not letting me watch television for all holidays, and said he would never trust me again. This was the ugliest Peter. Christmas of my <laughs> life. Only one thing I was happy about: I got rid of Mumbolo. I realized the terrible truth after that day: not to trust a teddy bear. Uh, while I never allowed other teddy bears to enter my life from that time onwards, I had several other experiences with teddies, which all led 
me to believe that teddies are evil and that's all in capitals. So whatever you do, be nice with everyone at Christmas. Have fun and everything, but beware. Do not trust the teddies. And then the post to you this Christmas, Arthur, is a Operation Raptor Shock teddy bear. And uh, we've actually got you, normally over in the UK we have tea in the park, but we're going to send you to Teddy Bear's Picnic in the Park, Yay! courtesy of Operation Retro Show. And you can go stabby stabby. In fact, Arthur, if I was you, if you have a games console, yeah, I think you should... I was about to say, I think, you, a copy of Naughty Bear. I think you should play a game called Naughty Bear. Um, 2.5 out of 10 on IGN. <laughs> where you can kill um, other, teddy bears. other teddy bears, which I think you would personally like. In fact, on that great rebellion, they had a week dedicated to how you would mutilate bears. Teddy bears, so there you are. So thank you very much that, for that, Arthur. Sorry we kind of went off in a little bit of a tangent. And uh, hopefully, um, well, he did send in a better one for Chronicles, which I think was to do with Castle hey. No, it was to do with uh, New Adventures E-Man and all that kind of stuff. And all that jazz. All that jazz is. And while we're singing, we're going to go to the break. And then we're going to come back and talk about Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yes. Out. Out where? Outrun! In the cold. That's the cold. cold wets. Sorry, what can be traffic? Guns one Rizzo for the story about a Christmas carol. It's Christmas! Go. What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retro Shock with Crazy Cool Chris Vent and Awfully Awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans new and old won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com. Turtle Power! Ah, humbug. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge! Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. It's the Muppet Christmas Carol on video. Great to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, stingy, and badly dressed. Humbucker. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grim. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? It's a game of prize for being mean. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? This is my island in the sun. It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamb, not the rat, like the lamb, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jacob Marley. <laughs> Scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with all your family. 
Thank you for making me a part of this. Make this the season to remember when you bring home the Muppet Christmas Carol on video. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. Snowman, breathe the snow. Put a great big smile on Alan's Price's face. Put a humbug. You may as well bleep. <laughs> a humbug. Humbug! That can mean only one thing. <laughs> what? It's about Christmas Carol time. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Yay! I'm Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Turn that racket down. That's alright, don't worry, I'm getting ready for next thing. Getting ready for next thing. Next thing. Yes. Next thing, fring, fring. Fring. Fring a ring ding ding. Shut up. Three ring dings. <laughs> we are three ring dings. But Everybody yes, wants upgrading. Why do I not go to start? You always interrupt. No well, one. Who, who was it originally labeled you the tree and wrecker? Uh, oh no, the derailer? The derailer, yeah. I am the derailer! Press the derailer vent, because he always blooming interrupts. You're a disgrace! No wonder you have your own television. <laughs> I was about to say, no wonder you have your own television show. <laughs> yeah. Just like all these Hello, welcome to Astro Universe Chronicles. So on tonight's show, we'll be discussing why Mattel thinks that hyperanime is retired. Imagine if that actually happened, that you had your own television show about Masters in like a chat show format. <laughs> It'd be like the way we saw with um, Bill Murray and all in Ghostbusters where they're going to discuss... Oh, yeah, the World of the Psychic. So it'll just be you, like, in a chair on the other side, <laughs> you know, and then it'll be, like, somebody else discussing Masters with you across the room, and it's, like, in a black room or something. Good idea for a program. We'll work on that. Yeah, UTV, are you listening? It's better than... If everybody doesn't know what that is, that's <laughs> Ulster Television here. It's better than that bloody lesser-spotted Ulster. That's the biggest pile of rubbish ever. I'm going to go look across a field, and there's, look, there's <laughs> Rathlin Island over there. It's like where there's all the puffins, and they're like flying about the place. <laughs> and that's where the stupid people who were driving the lifeboat crashed it. And they were like, the lifeboat people had to get rescued. And I was like, oh no, they crashed a 40 million pound lifeboat. Like, oh, Are you not no. talking about the Titanic? No, that was the one where the Port Rush lifeboat. <laughs> the guys, it was like last year or something, they took the Port Rush lifeboat to go rescue a boat over in Rathlin, and they actually beached our own lifeboat on the rocks, and it sank. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was well done, wasn't it? Yeah, competent. It's everything I touch gets destroyed because I've wrecked cars. Um, I went on that lifeboat when it was brand new, when you know they were letting everyone on it to have a look at it. Went on it, sat in it, and what happens, like seven years later, it gets wrecked. Thank you, come again. Anyway, back to Muppet Christmas Carol. Me at 18 years ago. 18 years? <laughs> what? It's like nearly my entire life. <laughs> Is there any Muppets film that ages badly? Because this doesn't seem to. No. Really? Muppets movies... I think it's because there's no real technique used in them that makes them seem old. You know, the way CGI automatically dates a movie. Yeah. You know, 
a movie from the 80s or whatever that tries to use CGI well, you look or at, whatever. You look at Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds, yes. like, you know, was obviously made in, like, the 70s, thereabouts. I could actually do a really good Thunderbird walk, which actually freaks out Natalie Spence, which is good fun. Who um, <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, and then in the, like, early 90s, late, to, or late 90s, that saw Resurgence. Um, and you know like it's or you know there's that and there's also Doctor Who <laughs> I knew you'd do that um, I'm on <laughs> you have to get the side bite of that and put it in um, you know but the Muppets just doesn't they don't age in fact the other day I actually got the Muppets um, I have the Muppets DVD it's like from the TV show and I actually let my two year old nephew sit down and watch it because it's the episode with Mark Hamill and C-3PO and RTD2 C-3PO Kutska Duda Jabba the Hutt thank you <laughs> and um, he just sat there the whole time and he loved it <laughs> I better not catch you doing what you said, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, moving on. Hand um, over the fist. But yeah, it's something to do with the way the Muppets, they always do the movie in their own environment, as in, it's not like they take the way they're doing with the new Smurfs movie, where it's CGI Smurfs in a real life setting like New York. Even though Rob Bass loved that because he got to see the, whatever his name, who was Gargamel running around New York or something. Um, you couldn't do the Muppets in this sort of a movie in like a real London set. No. You know, they created all the buildings on a lot and then it was all contained in that. And it was the same really with, uh, with whatchamacallit, with Muppets Treasure Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, the sets feel... Muppet-like. Yeah, but then, was it the Muppets... Obviously, it's a TV show and all, but still. Oh, uh, what one is it? Muppets Take Manhattan, obviously, is set in Manhattan. And the great Muppet Caper is, like, I think it's set in New York or something. That's whenever I come... But it's what I think. I think the ones that really stand out and are the better ones, you know, are contained within their own world. For me, the better ones are the ones that aren't as musical. Hmm. I think that's why Toy Story has struck a chord with so many people was because like normally if you mention Disney hmm. it's always all singing you know like Little Mermaid or Can you feel the love tonight? I Elton can't, John I can't Peter Andre sorry about that No it's be Elton John I know but um, Peter Andre he covered that and he was singing that No no he I sang I've never heard No that. he sang uh, Hold you Just close your eyes I'll close my ears thanks Peter <laughs> Sadly, this movie was not directed by the absolutely great and awesome legend that is Jim Henson, but his son Brian was the person who actually took the helm of this film, and it was of course dedicated to the memory of Jim Henson, but also Richard Hunt, the two original Muppet performers who died before the film's release. Sad times. Indeed. Because... uh, I think it's fair to say that after this, the Muppet movies kind of slowly went downhill a bit, because I think the whole, what was it, Muppets in Space and all that sort of stuff. Muppets from Space was okay, but then you have I like... I didn't think it was the best. But then you have this new one, you know, Muppets Letter from Santa or something, and then you had another one, which I can't even remember what it was called, um, but I didn't... It's kind of like if... 
God forbid. It's kind of like if they were to make a new Star Wars film and George Lucas supposed to die. You're what? not, you're not going crazy. You're not going to have the same. You're not. It's like losing the rudder from your boat. You're not going to have. I don't know why that happened this. with Kirshner. You could say that if like Empire Strikes Back was to be remade, unlikely to ever ever happen. Mm-hmm. But that movie was made by Kirshner, and he would never be involved in it. Yeah. So that sort of thing. So that's what you're trying to get at is the person that was so influential behind the Muppets getting to the point they were so popular across the years the two of them not being involved with it it's basically just like the original inspiration and thought behind be it the comedy be it the movement absolutely everything is gone mm-hmm. luckily obviously Jim's son would ha- you know had the idea yeah because he'd been he'd grown up with but it then if you look stuff. at Bugs Bunny Bugs Bunny is not nowhere near the force that he used to Was, be yeah. back then because you have different voice actors obviously yeah exactly but it's just a case of you know things things change and um people change and stuff but the one thing that you can say is stayed current and stayed popular would be Sesame Street mm-hmm. which is also you know same similar kind of, sort of idea same, similar kind of, because you think about the Muppets whenever they brought that back I think it was in the 90s again mm-hmm. and they brought it on TV um, Raw General Manager chiming in there Chris what does he have to say today? Can I get a lift home tomorrow? Richard's interview is being brought forward until tomorrow, so Andre and kids are coming here as they have no car. Oh no. <sighs> Wheels and lusts go round and round, round and round. Um, so what was I saying? You were saying about the whole Jim Henson and Richard Hunt thing. And he's completely forgot what he's going to say. Oh yeah, it was whenever they brought that back on the um, Muppets Tonight, and mm. it was a case of, you know, it was nowhere near as good as it used to be. Um, but things change. But of course, they're going to have a new Muppets movie is it sometime next year. Something I think they're trying to plan it for the holidays next year, and they're trying to take it back to basics and being a just a normal Muppets movie because they had remember was it they had a movie like about Kermit's life, like Kermit growing up from you know a tadpole or something. Like yeah, because then sure they had him duet with Carrie Minogue as well. He's a wee bit be a bit crazy but one person who of course was heavily involved in this in the puppeteering and that is the one and only hands behind not only Fozzie Bear but Yoda <laughs> they'd be one and the same because if you listen to the voice it'd be the hints of both in there but obviously Fozzie Bear does not speak all backwards um, of course uh the lovely uh, Frank Oz. <laughs> lovely? Yes, because he's a lovely man. He'd be a lovely old man. He'd love to be a grandpa. Be like, tell me stories. Tell me stories about when you were Yoda, and then also time when you were Fuzzy Bear. Because Fuzzy Bear be cool. Because like he only be wearing like he only be wearing like the neck. He be only be wearing things around the neck. He'd be like naked, like Kermit, and all that sort of stuff. It'd be like crazy because they'd be animals, but they'd be puppets and all this sort of stuff. It'd be crazy. Um, but I think what was it in this Frank Oz was like the lead he was like head something or other reason well like head puppeteer because he did like a lot of puppets I don't know if it was head puppeteer but it was something along the lines of it's a fancy word for it or whatever it was Um, but I don't think you could do a Muppet movie without his involvement no because he has such experience um but yeah, that's he was one of the old hands in there, and then you obviously had Jim Henson's son. Moving on, speaking about another total legend in the movie industry, um, 
I don't know why you put this point and just didn't talk about Michael Caine in general, but you've wrote, uh, if we didn't cast Michael Caine in the role of Scrooge, who would we cast? But we'll hit on that first anyway. Who would you cast, Chris? I never actually thought about it. I just thought it would write. <laughs> I just thought it would write, you know, like in case you wanted to pick somebody else. Richie Bro, pick him. Dickie Attenborough? Yeah. He'd be like, I'd be Scrooge. Um, I don't know why I'm talking in this voice again. Uh, but he'd be like, I'm a Scrooge, and I don't want to give you any presents. But what I will do is I will go and get my helicopter, and we can fly out of London, England, and we can fly to Costa Rica, and we can go to an island where I have recreated the Jurassic Parking. There'll be the, the dinosaurs, and be like, we're going to have Christmas there. Um, but that's okay, random. Um, if I hadn't, if I had the choice of... I have no idea what any of that sense made. Who said, who said that? I know, but then you just went off on a massive... Fight, Richard Hello, I'd be Richard Attenborough. I take you to, we go from London, England to Costa Rica, and then we eat dinosaur instead of turkey for dinner. <laughs> um, if Michael Caine hadn't been, um... My name is Mark Caine. Okay. Um, hadn't been cast in the role. Um, this is based off of having seen this man recently in an advert for Sony in kind of the Scrooge role. Oh, yeah. Derek Jacobi. Professor Yana. Who played Professor Yana, eventually the master in Doctor Who. Yeah. And many other things, but he has portrayed... This year, uh, there's a sale on with Sony, and they're doing like fat free and fat back or something like that. Fat <laughs> back. And Derek Jacobi is portraying Scrooge, and he isn't going to buy anybody any presents. But <coughs> there's fat, you know, back on your purchases. Um, <laughs> it sounds like someone. Oh yeah, what's the problem with you? Yeah, I got fat back. I got fat back. <laughs> um, he goes out and buys everybody presents, sort of thing, but. The way he is an, as an actor, and what I've seen of him in Doctor Who and other things, <laughs> I think Sprink! I think he would have made a very good Scrooge. You know who I think would have made a good. Who do you think would make a good Scrooge? Philip Glenister, Gene Hunt. Why? <laughs> because he's so moody and stuff. I think you would have to do him up as an older guy, though. Well, to, duh. Uh, but it's just a wee bit like. Mm, the attitude, possibly, uh, it would be one of those ones that you'd have to see to actually think what I would, my final comment. Shut <laughs> your face! <laughs> um, don't punch me! Ow! Um, you get the Back to the Future thing over your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm like only joking, ladies and gentlemen. Like Man and Muscle and Fitness thing. Um, but to be totally honest, I'm extremely happy with Michael Caine. I'm extremely happy as well. I'm Michael Caine <laughs> um, as the role of Scrooge. Um, Michael Caine isn't the sort of guy you would have thought would have been up for doing a Muppets oh, movie. Yeah, exactly. You would have se- thought him. But then that's the height of the. Take but then that's here. the height. That's the height of the popularity of the Muppets. You know, he had um, so many people on it. Like uh, who was the guy they had on it? Um, they had a guy on it, and he's like a. I can picture his face, but I don't know what he's called. What's he from? Uh, he's like a psychologist or something and um, he actually called Kermit Kevin the Frog he went like and then he got Kevin the Frog running around and like Kevin the Frog 
I must remember that on Wednesday I need to get puzzle from MattyCollector.com. I just remembered that. Woo woo crash. No. Derailed me again. Sorry. How dare you not know me? Disgraceful man! Do 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 Troller was very angry with the fucking Troller because he said Ringo Starr was rubbish in the Beatles. Ringo's got it. <laughs> no, Eileen. <laughs> um, but Michael Caine, he has the sort of acting power to really portray Scrooge very well, and he does a fantastic job of it because you obviously see the transformation through the movie, often going from the typical Scrooge of. Mm. Eh, bah humbug, and everybody who likes Christmas, I don't know why it's all Scottish now, um, should go and hang themselves and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but then to the lightheartedness when he sees the whole... Let's not go hang ourselves! The whole, you know, his past, his present and what could happen in the future, um, and also the future of Kermit's family and Tiny Tim and... He becomes a lovely gentleman in the end. Yes. I love everybody. And it goes like, you're meant to be working, and then Miss Peggy says something, and it goes like, I'm giving you a raise. Oh, yes, yes, come in. <laughs> you give me money? Yes, please, come in. Whack. Such violence. <laughs> this film had some stiff competition from, of course, Home Alone 2. Kevin! <laughs> and Disney's Aladdin, and grossed 26. A whole new! After <laughs> just saying that... <laughs> I really should sometimes read the questions before I start singing. <laughs> so. the, the thing is, folks, that I send these to Alan Youngs in advance, not to get his approval. Though, by but, doing this. but just to let him know we read the questions. Yeah, they're fine. So <laughs> what, <laughs> one of these days, I'm just going to put in a question and goes like, if a cow goes moo, what does a duck do? And see if he actually reads it. <laughs> yes, that is right. Hey, um, <laughs> Home Alone 2. <laughs> Could you please stop doing that? <laughs> and does it as well. A whole new! <laughs> you ain't gonna have to put this in at some point. Uh, and gross 27 million, that's a bit rubbish. <laughs> Which would be about 42 million today! Uh, any other films that spring to mind that had this sort of competition? I want competition. Uh, by that, I mean, you know, like, did you have the likes to say, we obviously talked... I keep hitting my microphone, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we obviously talked about last time, you know, Jurassic Park, or no, Toy Story, had like a ball of 13. <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because of the way Alan's rumbling his eye. He looks like a wee four-year-old going, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, you know the way, like, last episode we talked about Toy Story. Last episode, like, episode 19. <laughs> yeah. Yes, episode 19. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes, what was that? Sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What? The way we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, go ahead, go. The way we're talking about. <laughs> the way we're talking about, like, Toy Story having stiff competition from, like, Apollo 13 yes. and that kind of thing. So, do you think there's any movies that today would have had big competition like that? You know, they like to say, like, Avatar with a big blue smurf! And go like, Papa Smurf! They don't, wear, they don't wear white hats. Well, they should. They should be chefs. Chef Avatar! Chef Avatar. <laughs> That's what's going to happen in Avatar 2. Yeah. A uh, Mattel variant of Chef Avatar. Chef. <laughs> Very good. You put the turkey in the oven. 
Oh, I love the Swedish Chef. I have. I used to have a wee teddy of Dirty. Yep. Um, so yeah, do, <laughs> do you think that there's any? Do, can you recollect any two films that you went to go to the cinema and you were torn between one or the other that were on the same time? That is a tough question. <laughs> you know, like it was like Batman, Robin, and Showgirls. <laughs> I actually did see both of those. Oh, I was dragged by the X. Um, DX. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> Triple H. Come on. Goody, chop, 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 chop. Eat, goody. Kind of what Ainsley Harriet's like. <laughs> Ready, steady, cook was finally axed. Thank goodness, BBC saved some money. Uh, <laughs> I really can't think of two movies. You've put me on the spot really badly here. Um, well, if you know any two movies. Movies so far apart now. If you know of two movies that you were torn between seeing in the cinema or either on VHS or DVD, why not head over to Pop Culture Network forums and post your thoughts on Operation Retroshock Threat? That's right! Operation Retroshock Threat. Dig it! Sucker. <laughs> I was actually watching TNA today and it was from two years ago! Uh, Booker T be fighting Hernandez! <laughs> he gonna fly through the sky! That's because he calls Super Mac. And he goes, oh my neck. He wrecked his neck. And Booker T, he just went, Hi, my name is Booker T. King of Booker. Because I have so many accents. <laughs> Most of the Muppets films are all... Um... <laughs> You'll read that yourself. Okay. What are we there? Um, most of the Muppets films are all musicals, apart from Muppets in Space. Did we enjoy the sing-along part as children more than we do now? Uh-huh. What was your favourite song? I like whenever Kermit's walking along with uh, Tiny Tim and he goes, and then uh, it's kind of just him singing with him on the shoulder. I don't know. It's like the way. Crazy singing. Witchcraft having another puppet on another puppet's shoulder. <laughs> I know. It'd be like Crazy Witchcraft. <laughs> what? what, what He's peering through a people in the clipboard. People! Um, so go on, answer question! Favourite song? Probably the opening song. What was that? Where, um, you know, Gonzo and Rizzo are standing in the street. Uh-huh. You're so distracting, you know that? I know. Um, when Gonzo and Rizzo are in the street and Gonzo's explained that he's Charles Dickens and Rizzo's like, you're not Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens wasn't a blue thing. Um, and he's like, yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, Gonzo's just going like, and Scrooge, you know, as he comes around that corner and Rizzo goes, what corner? And he just goes, that corner, and then Michael Caine walks around. Oh, the yeah. And they start singing about Scrooge and how he is such a foul man. Okay. What is your... Closely followed by... Uh, I don't know. Just singing. Uh, the Marleys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is our favourite moment in the film and our favourite Muppet? My favourite Muppet is Alan Price. <laughs> Excuse me very much. So what is your favourite moment in the film? Favourite moment? I think it's um, the Ghost of Christmas Present when he comes and meets Scrooge and he's the he's the big guy he just peers in you know, oh, yeah, looking yeah. at the room and you just see his head pop. It's very, very much like Brian Blessed almost just the way he with the beard yeah. and everything. But he's really cool and I like the way it explains the way you know, he ages throughout the trip mm-hmm. with Scrooge, and you know he's just he's saying, you know, your present's very short-lived. So 
you know you really have to get your act together and that sort of thing um but again i love the ending where you just see after it's all over before obviously the bit we talked about the way he goes to kermit's house and that but just where he knocks the windows open yeah and he speaks to what, what's the wee rabbit called i don't think they give it a name i think he just says sunny or something like yeah, that he goes like you there and he's just chatting away to him, and he's like, yes, sir, and like all that sort of stuff, and just the interaction between those two, and he gets, sends him off to go and grab the turkey, and you just see him coming back with a huge prize-winning turkey. Why the, why the prize-winning turkey wouldn't have been sold on, before Christmas Day, I don't really know, but... What about you, Chris? Um, I liked Winner for... For some reason, I liked Winner for... They went to the Carmen's house, the Crockett's house, and... Um, but they're, like, really sad... I you know, like Tiny Tim had died. Yeah, because they said, you know, like, uh, where's where's Daddy? Oh, he's coming home now. Um, he doesn't have a spring in his step like he used to. And then just seeing it turned around and that kind of thing. My favourite Muppet has always been Fozzie. I've always liked Fozzie. Mm. He's always been funny. Another bit I liked was, um, not a part as such, but uh, character-wise, was Kermit and Miss Piggy's daughters. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Miss Piggy will say something, they'll just go, yeah. they'll just go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like nodding in a, you know agreement of their mother. So this film was re-released on DVD, and DVD. on the 29th of November 2005 in conjunction with Kermit the Frog's 50th anniversary celebration. He's an old man. He'd be old frog. Uh, this time the DVD contained both full screen and widescreen presentation, and this film was also released in Region Two. Uh, with it's Kermit okay. being with uh, Kermit being uh, 50 years old will we still remember this film 20 years down the line since it's near 20 years since it was made I very much agree with that comment I think we will remember this movie I it's more so remembering the Muppets than remembering this movie the Muppets will always be there be it 20 years in the future 30 years in the future 40 years in the future but you look at such a common ground you look at the Muppet movie Mm -hmm. you look at the amount of stars in that because you had I think you have Dom DeLuise in that you have uh, Steve Martin in that you have a good couple other it's been years since I've seen that film I really must watch it again but um you know the Muppets were the Muppets were the Simpsons of the day yeah you know it was a case of everyone wanted to be on that Peter Ustinov that's who it was there you go there there you are. I you don't go. know where that came from but anyway takes a while to access the files anyway but access open thank you I am Optimus Prime I'm a truck <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it really will be remembered down the line it's the Muppets how could they not be you know how could they not be remembered it's simple as that really um, but I like I think the fact another thing that stands out with the Muppets is that they can take something that is relatively serious you know what's you know a serious enough story like A Christmas Carol yeah or even Treasure Island and make it fun make it comedic but still you know the serious kind of point put of the, the plot. spin on it. You know, they yeah. put their spin on it, but the plot still remains and keeps the essence of the story in that, you know, Christmas Carol, you know, don't be a jack, bleep, you know, <laughs> be kind, share, you know, be merry, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think that's about that. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody! Um, I think it's time for me to read another email. <laughs> okay. What a Christmas story! <laughs> um, better not be about He-Man. It is, actually. Oh, no! <laughs> Do you want to read that? 
after the break, um, which will tie in nicely to the uh, Operation Master Retro Chronicle Shock. <laughs> okay, do you, want me, to, break, do you want me to read it out then, or do you want to read no, it? No, read it out. <laughs> okay, so join us after the break whenever well, finally the rock has come back to Northern Ireland, which he never actually said because he was never here in the first place. Mother trucker. Mother rocker. But anyway, join us after the break whenever we'll be discussing, well, I'll be discussing, I'll be listening, He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Here, Alan, I'll give you some uh, material he- here to help. Lord, help me. There you go. Cheers. Ah, <laughs> I knocked everything over. <laughs> Clip on, um, bye-bye. Yeah, Chris has handed me the absolutely fabulous, the unofficial cartoon guide to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe by James Bostatuni Talk. Hello, James. So yeah, we'll come back from the break and we shall <laughs> um, a certain thing that was very popular back in the 80s. I don't really know it myself. Um, but yeah, we'll see you after the break. Peace out, brethren. He may need that too. Goodbye. Prayers and dreams, we ask you bless us all. Hello, this is James Etock, and you're listening to Operation Retroshock. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek Magazine, the glossy 100-page ad-free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal. Go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now. From the powers bestowed upon me by the third coast, deep in the trenches of Atlanta where they learn most. You never heard before, blows this extraordinary. And if the burners blow, foes is in the mortuary. Here to prevent the destruction of this rap music. Find a blank spot on my wall and put a plaque to it. I'm in a class all by myself, nobody's messing with me. Feel free to ask about my wealth, I got the weapons with me. So come and get me, I'm here. Keep a semi-automatic near, no need to fear. I wipe out your windshield till you see me clear. I ruin careers, so hide away your tears. No shook ones here until you look inside the mirror. Shit rap in the second gear, stood up and I volunteered. Now the industry's screaming, but can you hear? The ladies just cheer, sometimes that lipstick will smear Cause in my line of work, this He-Man needs a shear I've been appointed straight from the power of grace, Lord Believe the master of the universe gets great, Lord I'm so ferocious, chopping heads off with my battle axe Got many faces, give them whiplash when I battle cats A diabolical technology like Skeletor But trained in the art of throwing you through the cellar door I'm checking off my enemies until I get some more With powerful beings that just By the power of But wait There you go. So, hello everyone, and welcome to 
Operation Masters Retro Chronicle. Shock? He's got it! Yeah, so if you're listening to this on Master Universe Chronicles feed, it's because tonight, now, we're talking about He-Man She-Ra Christmas Special. Well, I'll be talking about it, because Alan, my co-host of Operation Retro Shock... Hello! doesn't really know that much about it, but anyway, we're going to discuss it anyway, and probably go off on massive tangents, me more so than most, because I want to talk about other things, He-Man. But also, if you've been listening to the Operation Retroshock feed, welcome back. Yes, from the break, and uh, uh, we'll be rounding up this segment differently, um, going all weird. We all wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Indeed, yes, and bow ties aren't cool, but anyway. And um, something similar to the Christmas episode of Master Universe Chronicles, we have... um, emails uh, sent in, so Alan is going to read one from um, the winner of the um, unofficial cartoon guide to He-Man and Master Universe, um, Tyler Baker, if memory serves. Yes, you are correct. Yay! And it reads, Hello, this is Tyler Baker. Really? I didn't <laughs> yes. know this. I knew that. I thought I would discuss what you with you my favourite Christmas memories that both involved Masters of the Universe and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First off, I remember the Christmas where I discovered Turtles for the first time. Up until then, I had never heard or seen of anything related to them. One really posh here. (laughs) Uh, Then one Christmas, I received the original RAF, which came with a VHS tape of the first two episodes that couldn't have given me a better intro into the heroes in a half shell. I see what he did there. Turtle power. The first two episodes remain my favourite due to its impact on me. This would snowball into the next Christmas where my brother and I received an army of Turtles figures. And vehicles among of which were Leo, Ace Duck, Krang, to name but a few. My love for the Turtles has never been stopped since 1990... No, 1990? 1980, sorry. Um, And now for my favourite. When I was three, I had really really, capital letters, <laughs> gotten into Masters and woke up that Christmas to find Hordak, Cobra Khan, Whiplash, Fisto and Spike Whore under my tree. Also receiving all four Ghostbusters, Ecto-1 and a plush Stay Puffed. Plush Stay Puffed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a few photos of me picking them up and examining them in my PJs. I was so pumped that day that I woke up the next three days hoping Santa had come back with more <laughs> Masters of the Universe toys. The still does that. <laughs> when the new adventures came out, I really wanted the electronic power sword, and with good fortune, Santa brought both my brother and myself our own power swords that surprisingly held up with all the play we put into them. The following Christmas, uh, new adventures He-Man would return in the form of He-Man armor set. That came with his gold armor, shield, and the sword that resembled the one that came with the toy, just painted gold. I think about these memories a lot, and I'm very happy to share them with you. Merry Christmas. Yay. So, so thank you for that, Tyler Baker. Um, now you need to turn the page on. I know. Phil. <laughs> Phil. Yes, so um, if you have um, James E. Talks, unofficial cartoon guide, He-Man, Master of the Universe, turn to page 280, where Alan will probably be reading stuff from that, um, that fine book. And... Uh, 
if you, it's not too late to order it now for Christmas time, or if you want to give it to somebody after think Christmas. Of, think of as of recording, he had maybe it was it just over a dozen of his special. Uh, yeah, limited edition sessions. Yeah. And also stay tuned to James Etox's Twitter feed or Facebook feed because he'll be announcing nine publications for 2011. That is a lot. I have a funny feeling one will be Shira related, and one will be real Ghostbusters related. I'd be very happy with that one. I don't care. James E. Talk, the man. Anything James E. Talk's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so Alan will be reading out the questions and I'll be taking a back seat. So to speak. <laughs> Yay. <coughs> Human. Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> He's derailed me again. Uh, He-Man and She-Ra Xmas Special. Thanks to James Buster and E. Talk for the information. Please go buy the book now. <laughs> go do it now. Uh, Bustatoons.blogspot.com And click on the little Orco icon with him holding the book. Book. Um, <laughs> as in James's book, it says, This aired in the UK on the 30th of December 1985. Do you remember watching this, Christopher? I don't remember actually sitting down and watching it. Um, I think it was only whenever I got the BCI DVD, which is sitting there. Um, it's only whenever I actually got that that I actually remember um, watching it. Actually, the first time I watched it, I thought it was a lot... I, whenever I was a kid watching it, I actually thought it was a heck of a lot longer. Um, but it only runs in it like 40-odd minutes, uh, 46 minutes or 45 minutes. It runs in at that, so I actually thought it was like a Secret of the Sword deal, you know, hour and a half bonanza. <laughs> but... Um, no, I watched it a couple of years ago, and I was just like, oh, was that it? I remember the premise of, like, the, the robots and, you know, the machines and all that kind of jazz, but uh, there you go. Julio. It was re-released by Classic Media in October, and has a few extras on it, too, which are no doubt there on the back of the yep, DVD press. I actually press. watched this today, um, The Holidays and Morals of Human and the Master Universe, so actually goes through, obviously, at the end of every um, episode was... Um, moral to do with, you know, like if um, somebody was hooked on there's an episode um, A Friend in Need um, where the character is taking like this potion, she gets addicted to it so it's kind of mm. a case of, you know, like if you offered something, say no um, but they actually brought in a person who dealt with like um, childhood media yeah. um, and he actually went over stuff <laughs> and there's actually a bit in it wherever he says like um there's one episode where Orko has a food fight with him and three other Orcos. Mm-hmm. He says, well, how about we do a thing to do with cooperation and we do this kind of thing. And he went, they went, uh, Lou Shamer went, yeah, we'll run with that. And uh, Hal Sutherland, I think it was, phoned him back and said, uh, yeah, your um, your idea is great and all, but um, we, got, we were in this certain stage in the process mm-hmm. and we have to go back and start again. Oh, so no it's actually cost, your idea has actually cost, I think it was 10 grand or something so he went so then I knew I was in the real world and there's one to do with the heroes and villains of He-Man and the Master Universe I have the power music feature uh, video featurette and the complete Christmas special script which is compatible for your PC or Apple Mac awesomeness indeed so I always love watching documentaries every box set has one in fact I only need the new adventures volume 2 to complete my whole set because I have all She-Ra's and all the He-Man and they're actually re-releasing yeah and someone last Christmas got you something She-Ra related yeah, that's right you got me Se- She-Ra volume or series 2 you did yep 
Because um, I'm a very good friend. And they're actually re-releasing um, the He-Man DVDs again. Um, Mill Creek, I think it is, re-releasing again. And they're actually re-releasing Brave Star, mm-hmm. which was a Filmation um, production as well. True that, true that. We see so many of the characters at the start, and sadly this is the only time we see all the characters together. Sad times. It is. Sad times. Um, do you wish we could have seen more of that? Well, there's a fella behind you there that you're quite fond of. He's in it. The Water Blast Day. Yeah, they're all... He's ro- about. <laughs> yeah. You seem to have a big affection for you him. You will never forget that day. <laughs> no, because I was in stitches. Yeah. <laughs> Water Blast Day. Um, I put Chris in one of his biggest ever fits of laughter that day. I can't even remember the exact makeup of what I said <laughs> no. or something, but it was just something along the lines of calling him heroic water blast hey. It was just doing that wee bit at the end, <laughs> yeah. and you just went into utter hysterics. I really wish I would seen Cyclone more, because we only see him in like one or two episodes. I know we see him in here, there, Skeletors everywhere, and he's not up to much in it. Um, obviously in the 2002 show he's more prevalent there and becomes a better character Yeah. and with the new figure being announced he looks awesome and I'm really happy about it like the Miz? Uh, no because uh, I sent Pixel Dan an email and said hey Dan have you seen this? and Dan went wow that looks awesome so yeah everyone's pretty happy that the big hoop ring is actually removable and he can actually hold <laughs> it he can actually hold it as well sweet it's proper cool I tell you <laughs> okay <laughs> um, I'll actually read out the list here quickly. Okay. Or uh, from James's book about who all character-wise is involved in this episode, and I'll try and be as quickly as possible because it is quite big. <laughs> yes, yeah, and get extensive. them right. Um, Adora, Alicia, Beast Monster, Bo, Broom, Buzzoff, uh, Castaspella, Catra, Cringer, uh, Cutter, Davy Jones, Driella. Uh, Fisto, Flutterina, Frosta, Glimmer, He-Man, Hordak, Horde Prime, Horde Troopers, Imp, Kando, King Randor, Kyle, Lara, Lizard, Lizard Man, uh, Loki, hey, he'd be a wrestler, um, <laughs> Madame Raz, Man at Arms, Manny Faces, Mechanic, Mermista, Miguel, uh, Modulok, Monstroids, uh, Montork, uh, Mossman, Multibot, Orco, Peekaboo, Perfuma, uh, Prince Adam, Queen Angela, Queen uh, Angela. Angela, tongue-tied. Uh, Queen Marlena, Raman, Ratlor, Relay, Seahawk, <laughs> She-Ra, Skeletor, Snout Sprite, yes, <laughs> Spikor, Spirit, Sprag, uh, Spiritina, Sprocker, Squinch, Stratos, Stratos, uh, Swiftwin, Cyclone, Tila, Too Bad, Webstore, Yuckers, Zipper, Sodak. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of a cast. Of you know, only one you said wrong was... Um, it's no, there was one you said wrong. Um, I can't remember what it was. What one? I think it started with D. D. Yeah, it's Driel, not Drielle. All right. That's, well, that's not bad. No, it's not that Come bad. On. Okay, I'll give you a break. Give me a break, man. Okie dokie. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> You're right there. I see you. Hello, I'm here. Um, did you enjoy the Christmas special, or how do you think it could have been improved? Because I know for a fact James E. talked with this episode 5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, James says he can only stomach it on Christmas Day. He can't watch it any other time of year because it makes him... Nah. The thing that always freaked me out about this, um, and obviously I'm not 
you know, one of the He-Man gang and know, ev- know everything be all end all. You're like Flavor Dave. Watch it, I sort love of thing. Yeah, you know, it's just like yeah, I'm you know, I'm kind of in the background here. Um, you know, obviously in my time of knowing Chris, I've got to learn the characters, and he's got quite impressed with this. Um, the thing that freaked me out when I haven't watched this in its entirety, as in the feature length uh, thing on the DVD. I have watched the Nostalgia Critics review for it, which mm-hmm. you pick up the most of the story and all that sort of stuff, and it's funny along the way. Um, but the thing that just freaked me out was the fact of Skeletor being good. Yeah. Point and being, you know, becoming nice to the kids and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just used to, obviously, breakfast burritos and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. But it's just really odd to see, you know, hear Skeletor's voice. But. Yeah. Be reasonably nice about things. Yeah, well, that's what the zoo is like. Obviously, it's the Christmas oh, yeah, bit yeah, yeah. that oh, no, no, no. takes him over, and you know, um, there's a bit where the dog relays licking him, and he goes like, oh, "Stop kissing me! I hate kisses! You're drowning me!" <laughs> Sween Halleck, who was on the Christmas episode, said that he loves them whenever they're talking about Christmas and exchanging presents, and Skeletor goes like, "Do they explode?" And he goes like, <laughs> "No." I, well, why don't they? You know that kind of thing. Um, but um, you know, it's it's very, <sighs> it's one of those ones that you can't really stomach to the nicey niceness of it. Yeah. But if you just want to sit down and watch something to do with He-Man, something to do, with, you know, because this is obviously the first time that you see the big crossing over yeah. of the two of them. You know, like you see Bo and Eternia, which you've never done before, and you know you see Shira going back to uh, Etheria. Um, to get one of the jewels of the confined orco and yeah. that kind of stuff, but it's nice to see the crossover of the characters. You know, like it's nice to see like Bo interacting with like Prince Adam and uh, Man at Arms. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Um, Duncan. <laughs> um, but no, it's something that you know. Obviously, it's a Christmas special. You can only watch it Christmas. You know, I've watched it before. We actually did this. Um, but it's a good DVD to get, even if you just want to buy it to watch at Christmas time or to watch the uh, documentaries because documentaries make it worthwhile mm. as well. I'm always a fan of documentaries, no yeah, in my opinion. But all of them, all of them, I think the ones in Shira ones, I didn't. I don't know whether they were differently done or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed the ones in He-Man DVDs, like the um, the top ten episodes of He-Man that was right. on two discs mm-hmm. you know there was documentaries there and they were very good there's stuff to do with San Diego Comic Con yes. which you actually see James Etoc and like John Carlson and all that kind of stuff so you see, you see people who have um, and Emiliano Santa Lucia you actually see like a lot of people who Santa de- Morella <laughs> like a lot of people who deal with Master Universe yeah. and are a pretty big deal in that um, obviously John Carlson being the first person to do with a He-Man podcast yeah James E. Talk also we know about and Emiliano doing so many of the so much of the artwork like yes. he did the artwork on the backs of the two thousand and And currently sections. available in the reprints of uh, Serial Day. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, that and Val Staples does that as well. So there's a lot of things there that you can see so you can see what the conventions are like and all that kind of stuff and um hear about how different stories came about to do with Hema. But is well. is there anything you could home in on that you would have done to improve the Christmas special? Obviously you see the likes of, you know, you see Skeletor, you see Hordak, you know, and you see this and you see you know, like you see He Man, you know, that's pretty much a given. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> but 
you, you know, like I would would have preferred to see other characters. You know, like mm-hmm. like the likes of Cyclone. You know, like why don't you bring in characters that you haven't used before, yeah. so then people can say, "Oh right, well I've never seen." Right, so there's a bit of a lasting memory from the Christmas special about these other characters as well. Yeah, because you see them all in the background. You know, like uh, that was my first time of actually seeing Snipe Spite in the cartoon. So before that, I didn't actually think he was in the cartoon, but he is in the Shira cartoon. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as I said about Cyclone and that kind of yeah. thing. But then Mossman, he wasn't used that much. You know, he was only in a handful of episodes, like maybe four or five. Um, so why don't you use them yeah. instead and um, that kind of thing but you know you can want for so many different things you know like well, at the minute everyone's going on about the Master Universe live action film which has been battered around for I don't know how many years now is that right Dolph? <coughs> yeah shush don't mock it James Sorry, I'll kick you in the nuts is he a big fan of that? he's a huge fan he actually owns a blaster and one of the knives from the um, film and there was actually a, I think it was a replica sword he said oh. like a sword and something else that he was actually thinking so many ways of actually trying to raise money to actually get that right. you know he's that big a fan obviously he runs I think on Facebook the MOTU movie yes um and that there he runs that there can't be a good blaster <coughs> and he's um, spoken to so many people in fact um, he's actually talked to like Meg Foster who played Evil Lynn and that and that kind of stuff so. I thought your name was Everlyn <laughs> <laughs> which it well, is actually well it is on the Master Universe classical bio um, is this one of the forgotten Christmas specials I think so I think if you were to say to people, you know, like, name so many Christmas specials, you know, people will say, like, oh, the Grinch, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Maybe, uh, you know, if there was a Christmas special with the Muppets, or if there was, you know, like, over in the UK, it'd be, like, Only Fools and Horses, Royal Family, Doctor Who, you know, all that kind of thing, so... I think it, it would get lost definitely more here than it would in the States. Oh, would have definitely, States, like. definitely. It's one of those things that if, I think if you were to put it on now, you wouldn't have that many people watching it. Incidentally... Uh, Matthew Owen um, on Facebook actually said that if you don't own the DVD and you would actually like to watch it, mm-hmm. um, in the US there's a free um, vid- uh, free um, video service called um, Hulu. It's yes, H-E-L-U. It's WWE use that as well. Yeah, um, you can actually go there and watch it for free. Um, so if you're sitting down on your computer and you're listening to this and you're like, I wouldn't mind actually seeing that. And it's pretty close to Christmas. So obviously if you were to order it or if you were to go out and look for it, you may not find it. Um, just go there and type in um, He-Man Shira Christmas Special and uh, you'll be able to see that. So and jobs are good one. Yeah, so thank you, Matthew, for pointing that out. I said to him I would mention it, so I did. There we go. Mm-hmm. Typical Mattel has a new toy in this called the Laser Bolt. Fire the laser. <laughs> and one of the last vehicles produced. What is your favourite vehicle or figure regarding Masters of the Universe? That's, in my opinion, that's like asking somebody to choose, um, you know, like... Choose your child! What's your favourite video game of all time? What's your favourite film? Everyone will go like, I need like a favourite I need like a half an hour to think about this. Yeah, but if... I mean, I'll... I would need okay, to think about it like this. If you were to leave... If your <laughs> was burning down and you could grab one thing, what would it be... Um, I, know could, I know you could probably grab like a million things off that shelf. But <laughs> I probably could. Off, but uh, I always have plastic bags sitting beside me. <laughs> I always have a plastic bag. Chuck everything. Um, I would probably salvage Battle Armor He-Man. Fair enough. Um, which you know is that, that one there? Is. Yeah. Um, I would probably salvage I, him. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Followed. Yeah, whose shoulders are actually okay. Um, followed closely. <laughs> I think. Shh, but cover your ears. <laughs> Don't tell him 
everybody, but that's what he's getting for Christmas is the new robot. Oh, shush, don't tell anybody. Okay, moving on. Um, so then I would probably say Trapjaw after that. And I've always had a soft spot for Ratman. And, 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 and. Yeah, it's just a case of, and this one, I would leave him, I would leave him, I would leave him. What about Mola? <laughs> <laughs> I won't get everybody started. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, his email address, folks, is Alan Price. <laughs> is a big agent. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many there that have, like, the unique action features, you know, mechanic, you turn his waist and his neck pops up, you know, um... Right tongue lasher is tongue shoots out, rock on turns into rock, you know, cyclone spins. Just like I just love the fact that there's so many different figures there so that have one thing that you said you wouldn't save. What? That one. What modulock? No. What the attorney Osman. <laughs> oh the Mossman deodorant. Mossman deodorant. Mm, I smell pine fresh. Only on yeah, only on special occasions. Might wear that on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been nasty. <laughs> yeah, because then I wouldn't be able to sell it again. Um, but no, um, those are the ones that I would I would salvage. But uh, there's quite a lot of figures that would have uh, always hold a close place in my heart. And doing the Not Mint and Box reviews with Rob Bass, I always love bringing them out and um, talking about them and stuff. Coolio. Don't know why I'm still standing up. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Relax, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> there was also the He-Man Power Tour. Would this have been something cool to see as a kid? Okay, do you know what this is? I'm guessing it's probably something similar to something I saw when I was a kid in regards to Pokemon and that there's like a live tour or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, you know, people dressed up as He-Man, Hordak. There's actually a guy called Songster hmm. in it who um, just was awful and stuff. Rob Bass is a big, big fan of this. He, yeah. He, like, loves this and thinks that if, you know, you really bring it back, it'll be a huge success and obviously is... So if anybody wins the lottery and is a big uh, Masters of the Universe fan, <laughs> there's one person to be making happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously now you need, like, so many pyrotechnics and all, um, all that kind of thing, um, you know, and make things every, like, really spectacular. Whereas now you can't really just get away with people being in fancy suits and all that kind of jazz. Not something, personally speaking, I would have wanted to see. I would have wanted to see. Ah, uh, you're just saying that. <laughs> yeah, I would have just been like, boo, who are you, songs? You would like to see it now, is at this age. You'd be jumping up and down in the front flipping rope like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I probably would be, but anyway, it'd probably be like 60 quid for a ticket. <laughs> it probably would be, because you've got Batman Live coming to the UK next year. Batman <laughs> Yes, Batman. Mm. Does this special look like it's 25 years old? I would have to say yes. Um, Is it because animation from years ago? No. But it, well, the stuff's cleaned up over the years. Yeah, like, stuff's cleaned up, but then, you know, fair enough, filmation, as we all know, are notorious for using their stock stuff, you know, for right. animation, you know, like, so if He-Man's going to punch a rock, they'll use the stuff from the opening title, you see him punching, yes, you know, and um, obviously the transformation sequence takes up like 30 odd seconds or whatever, but so... The, the story and all that sort of stuff is by far not... Oh, it doesn't age, because... Oh, no, the story Christmas, doesn't age, but then... Story. The story doesn't age, but it's a case of, in my opinion, the filmation stuff I can still watch... Mm -hmm today and I think it's great whereas the likes of say um, like the Turtles DVD that came over here the one you and I bought the 25th anniversary yes. to do with the cartoon I think the that 
like didn't scrub up particularly well. Mm. You know, I think some stuff ages well and some stuff doesn't. But the filmation stuff will always have a place in people's hearts because of how close, um, how closely you remember that as as children. It's something similar as with action figures and stuff, and that's why we all love it and you know that kind of thing. You know, like I'm sure as heck everyone in the world would probably say they would want to watch the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special before they would want to watch the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Little bit. Lumpy, or whatever he was called. Lumpy the Numpty. <laughs> <laughs> Master still as popular today as it was when the fans were... What? My, my mouth is just failing me now. Masters is still as popular today as it was then, with fans of the proper day. Can the same be said for the likes of Thunderheads, etc.? <coughs> this is an interesting point. Because it is all in the eye of the beholder. Or the eye of Thundera, so to speak. <laughs> I like what you did. Okay. Um, obviously, Thundercats oh. s- still have um, their mini statues or stations, which. Yeah. Those stations there were $20-odd, whereas these ones here are like $60. You're <coughs> right, thank you, I'll pass. So you can see there the, you know, the workmanship on that from like the Four Horsemen yes. and everything. <coughs> Excuse me, and how brilliant they are. Whereas these ones here, I'm not paying like $60-odd. Actually, Forbidden Plan, I have it for 60 quid. Which is crazy money even more. That's probably what about... 90 plus dollars yeah which I'm not prepared to pay that if they were action figures you know fair enough you know like if they did Thundercats like the Master Universe Classics line they would be awesome brilliant if Mattel had got the license for them instead of I think it was Voltron Mm -hmm. and the things being shifted around I think Mattel would have done a cracking job now whether we would have been able to get them with the Digital River and all that jazz and the white screen of death which everyone knows about um just it would have been horrendous, I think, but I think they would have done a brilliant job on it. But you know, we're getting it back to future line, which Alan's happy Woo-hoo! about, even though we're not getting a DeLorean. Um, Sad. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think Master Universe is more prevalent online than Thundercats are. I see a lot of He-Man posts, you know, like on Pop Culture Network and on He-Man.org and on Facebook and on Twitter and stuff. Well, of course, though. Uh Thundercats is getting its resurgence now, though, because obviously He-Man had the original filmation and it had the 2000X and all that sort of stuff. Now Thundercats is getting remade, and obviously if everybody who listened to our episode ages ago on Operation Retroshock with Larry Kenny, he explained uh, he didn't want to reveal, but he (laughs) kindly did... um, Well, he didn't want to reveal the voice, but he he revealed the fact that he was... Alino's father yeah. in the new returning Thundercats um, so whether this return will be as popular or not is to be seen but fingers crossed mm. it will be because as fans of you know 80's stuff be it He-Man be it Thundercats or everything you want to see the old stuff you love yeah well, well you know, like you've just had the resurgence of G.I. Joe, I think it's Renegades and Transformers Prime. You know, which oh, and you've yeah. had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came back a while ago. Yeah, but then it. it's coming back again, apparently, ne- <laughs> like next year, because Nickelodeon owned that. Nickelodeon! Um, so it's just interesting to see what to do with it, where it goes, but 
you know, um, retro stuff seems to be a big thing, hence why we did Retro Shock, you know, doing Retro Shock, and, you know, like, nostalgia is a big thing, and it's just important that if you're doing something, like the Master Universe Classic line, obviously harks back to, you know, the vintage figures and what were, you know, Grizzlore has the fur, which we're used to, Evil Inns, Yellow, which we're used to, you know, and they need to hark back, they need to keep it simple, and remember it's core elements, otherwise you're going to get lost. And that's that. Is that that? Okay. Over to you, Chris! Right, so for Operation Retro Shock, Operation... No. Master Retro Chronicle Shock. Yeah, listeners, um, join us after the break, um, where we'll be rounding up and telling what we're going to have in episode 21 yes. of Operation Retro Shock. And for you Master of the Universe Chronicles listeners, um, hey, bye. if you um, stay tuned next week, next Sunday, um, I will have the uh, commentary with James Sawyer and Dylan Cook based on the 1987 Master of the Universe live action film with Dolph Lundgren and the phenomenal Frank Langella. I love him. He's a very nice man. I've yeah. met him. He's a cool guy. Oh. Um, so there you are. So there, Alan's met Skeletor. So yay! Um, I'm better so than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so join us then, and that'll be the last um, Master Universe Chronicles of 2010. Sad as I said, times. yeah, as I said, last uh, episode. Join us in 2011. Uh, the first episode there will probably be a Chronicles commentary with James Bossetune's E-Talk, followed by a discussion which I've yet to upload, but it'll be fun one. And also we're going to have a review of the um, 2010 Master Universe Classics figures. So, is that us, Alan? Yes. To the break for Operation Retroshock, and for Master Universe Chronicles fan, I bid you adieu. And I bid you until next time. So that's how Christmas first came to eternity. Not everyone celebrates Christmas, but the spirit of the Christmas season is within us all. It's a season of love and joy and caring. And presents. <laughs> presents are nice, Orko, but Christmas means much more than that. I know, Adam. Christmas is a time of peace and caring and happiness. That's right, Orko. And what would make you happiest this Christmas? Presents. Oh, Orko. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box, and you're with Chris Vint and Alan Price, and this is Operation Retro Shock, only on the Pop Culture Network. Hi, this is Larry Cavi, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vint on Operation Retro Shock. Thunder, 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 Thundercat! Oh! Selector. That'll be our outro music. So welcome back. Uh, if you're still listening to Operation o- Master Retro Chronicle Shock. 
and a partridge in a pear tree. Alan Partridge in a pear tree. So I hope you all enjoyed the He-Man and Shira Christmas special and uh, the discussion there. And uh, Alan could be truly honest now since no Master of the Universe Chronicles listeners are listening. Well, I actually hope they are. Do you? Jack, join us. Hello. You're on the lovely good ship Operation Retro. Shop. On the good ship. Lolly. I can start acting silly again, though. I don't know. I'm sensible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be respectful and not cause uproar, but uh, I think maybe the Molar Common could have just maybe used one or two. But uh, Molar's a bit of a wild bite. Character, you love where you hit him. You love my hate and mm. I remember you were torn whether to buy him or not. Yeah, no, it's just a case of, if I can get through, I'll buy him anyway. <laughs> the only thing missing from my line now is Roboto and Guy Gore. Don't say anything. Shh. I don't know what's going on. Hunting rabbits. <laughs> okay, so anyway, following the Christmas theme... Rounding up today's show... <laughs> a few quick Christmas... So, honourable... Christmas movie mentions. Home Alone, Kevin. No, that's not the first one. Well, I know, but I thought we were just going to come off of them. Planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy is a airplane legend. He is indeed, and that's not a pillow. That's my ass cheeks. Chris has had a bad dream that this would, in fact, be me and him going to Doctor Who in February, (laughs) by any means necessary. (laughs) Yeah, just... Just like Alan's uh, ass cheeks just get griddled, so it, it looks like a whopper. Was that one she said to me when we had mentioned about the trip that you'd had a nightmare that I was like John Candy in like the devil outfit or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> you're going the wrong way. How does he know where we're going? <laughs> um, next one is Gremlins. How can you not? Yeah, Love Gremlins. Exactly. Um, but it's just a bit weird. Watching Gre- like the Gremlins isn't a real family film, even though it was on the top fifty family films, mm. like on Channel Four. Yeah. Incidentally, keep an eye out because I think in the run up to Christmas they're doing, they're doing the top. Uh, I think it's the top fifty toys. Um, so hopefully, Master Universe uh, will be top. I would say probably Buzz Lightyear will be up there as well. Transformers will be too. Yeah. Thundercats, incidentally, is not on the list. In a way. He- in a way, I would have expected them to at least be in the top 50, but what can you do? Yet, yeah, Gremlins, it always freaked me out a bit when I was younger. Yeah, sort especially when like like they balls really, popping yeah, yeah, It really isn't that much of a family movie, even though some people would consider it to be so. Yeah. It's one of those ones that, as a kid, don't watch it at night time like I did. Because <laughs> it freaks you out. Um, Home Alone 1 and 2. Kevin. Spacey. What? <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Um, K-Pax! Home Alone 1 and 2, no doubt, will do the someday. Maybe next Christmas. Never know. What? Home Alone 1 and 2, do that yeah. next Christmas, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I always love the fact, number 2, that you have Tim Curry in it. Who obviously was in... Little Weapon. And yes, Muppets. And uh, Treasure Island. And you also have somebody else in it. Brother! Hulk Hogan! Oh, that was Gremlins too. Not uh, Home Alone 2. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, gun! And he got like, you've been kissing everyone. <laughs> Little Mo with a gimpy leg, Cliff. It's a lie! <laughs> I love the fact, just a quick point about Home Alone 2, how easily they let him on the plane. You're just like, yeah, runs in the lady, drops all the things, and she's like, 
yeah, okay, you can go on the flight, it's okay, I don't care. Hmm. If we did that sort of thing in our shop, it was like, yeah, here's an 18-rated game, but, you know, you've dropped your ID, that's okay, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Die Hard, yes, Die Hard, Christmas movie, of course. It's awesome, I love Die Hard, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Fantastic Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman has to be one of the best baddies ever. Yeah. He really is. And he is also Snape in Harry Potter. <laughs> Professor Snape. He plays him very well as well. Exactly. Um, of course, how can you not mention the Christmas magical movie that instills so many memories in us all? Oh, wait, sorry. Um, I mean Elf. <laughs> all right. The legend my mom that is da- Will Ferrell. My mum and dad watched that for the first time last night. <clears throat> Didn't really appreciate it that much. It said they've seen better. Probably for ourselves. Yeah, they enjoyed Santa Claus 3 better. So they They're too old to appreciate it. Huh? <laughs> oh, tell them. New generation. That's Pepsi Cola. Okay. The ex card shopper. Is there any others that pop out in mind? I'm trying to think. What else there is that I really enjoy? Well, Ghostbusters too. You see them wearing the the hats. Yes. And obviously they're singing outside, so you could say Ghostbusters too. It's obviously not. For me, there's some movies that aren't Christmas based that I would always watch at Christmas time. Like one, Indiana one, Jones. One of them being Back to the Future. That in the corner as well. Um, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I think the Bond. first, I think the first time I ever watched um, James Bond, The Last Crusade, was at Christmas time with Indiana Jones. So did I don't know why it was just one of those things that I saw at Christmas was the first time. It's no bad. Mm-hmm. That's you true. Know, you can't really imagine Christmas without walking in the Alec Jones. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everything's and wrong. It all went. It all went wrong. It all yep. went wrong for the project. Kind of did. But um. Yeah, I think that's kind of your main ones that are sticking out, really. There's nothing else. There probably is some There's that we have. There's ten tons probably out there, but it's one of those things. Yeah, that you Santa could Claus s- with Dudley Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's we could be here all day. We could just go on. Um, um, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one as well. But um, we'd probably be here until we were like old people. Christmas for the cranks, stick the holes. With pawns of holly, fa la 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 la. It's a season to be a wally, fa la 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 la. <laughs> Okie dokie, is that about us? That's about us. Merry Christmas special. Merry Christmas, Christmas. Merry God, Christmas. Right, what's coming up in. Because obviously, is this the last Retro Shock? No, we have one more to do mm-hmm. then. The next Retro Shock is going to be like the New Year's special, pretty okay. much, because it's going to be. Uh, after obviously uh, Chronicles is going to be Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, tell a lie. Is this this is this is the last of 2010? Oh my goodness, I'm going to cry. It's all right. Um, because Chronicles goes up on the 26th. Yeah. And the next Sunday after that is the 2nd of January. So it is the New Year special, but it is going to be 2011. And then 9th of January is going to be my birthday episode, because my birthday is on the 10th of January. Hmm, be true. be like, one day after, and be like, can we not postpone it? And be like, here you go, Chris. Be like, happy birthday. No, that's not actually right, because then it's going to be Chronicles then. Yeah, that's true. So it's going to be... Mm. Mm. So New Year's is going to be Chris's birthday episode of Operation Retroshock as well. I don't know how we're going to work that. Masters of the okay, Universe. It can be Chris's choice. His <laughs> birthday show can be either the 2nd of January or the 16th of January, whatever he would prefer. Okay. But and you can uh, think about that over di- Christmas time. What the, uh, bleh, 
what do I get to choose? Do I get to choose two things, or I, what do I get to... You get to choose them all. <laughs> wow. I was just lucky. Unfortunately, I haven't arranged any extra special interview for you or anything, but that was just <coughs> luck with us getting Larry Kenny for my birthday episode. Well, that's true, yeah. You should really work harder than getting me, like, uh, Lou Shimer to talk to. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go? Let's go. Where are we going? Are we getting it out of Dodge, as you so eloquently put it in an episode? In a moment. <laughs> right, okay. In a moment. Because, uh, again, kind of, we spoke episode 19 about what's coming up on Operation Retroshock and all that. And we're recording this so we remember what we're actually going to discuss. <laughs> yes, we listen back to the last two minutes of the podcast and then we remember everything. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there will be an upcoming Xbox special of some form, um, maybe not in the second, but uh, it's all it all kind of swings on whether Chris wants to do his birthday on the second or the 16th. <laughs> um, so it may be the second, it may be the 16th. We'll just have to wait and see. But the Xbox special will contain uh, Chris's choice of Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. Uh, of course, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You can, see, you can see the trend coming here, ladies and gentlemen, of Marvel. Um, my two choices are... Jet Set Radio and uh, Blink. Blink! Blink! <laughs> uh, no, uh, my two choices are Halo. La 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 la. Rocket um, and Conquer Live and Reloaded. It's a dirty little squirrel. <laughs> but yeah, again, uh, as, as you all heard in the last episode, we will be marking February's trip to London, England, home of the Queen Mother. Um, <laughs> oh, she's dead. Um, to see <laughs> Doctor, Who, Doctor Who experience. Um, we will be doing a Doctor Who special either before we go or after we go I think it's best that we do, do it before it we go before we go and then you know have some audio and it gears us up afterwards. so I think what we need to do is between now and then Alan are you listening hello you and I need to pick our five favourite stories oh of Doctor no. Who I can't pick yep but yes we'll do that but it'd be interesting to see if there's any that like crossover you know that I say I really enjoy that episode and you go like I really enjoy oh, that episode, episode as well very nice. Yeah. But yes, um, that's us. We are going to get the out of Dodge and enjoy our lovely Christmas. And we hope you have a lovely Christmas. A very safe and happy new year. Jingle all the way, ladies and gentlemen. No. Have a proper crimbo selector. Who have you been, by the way? Alan Price. And I've been Chris Fent. So, with that, we've been Alan Price and Chris Fent. And we've been... A Christmas special. Proper cream ball. Peace. Come dancing with me, proper cream ball. I'll take a drink with me, proper cream ball. Work out your Christmas tree, proper cream ball. So excited you might be, proper cream ball, proper cream ball. Seven days of Christmas, my tool came to me. I'm gonna go in the fork and proper bow until the shell tour trainers and a beanie hat. Said the heavens all shiny and black I didn't sleep that night The Santa took home I went to bed That's what I had done Cause Christmas time Is the place to be I always wake up In a puddle of wheat With a ho ho And a silent night A little chip of latte I'll be feeling alright Turkeys on the table With pins and cows We celebrate Crimbo I tell the hour Me talk Come now sing with me Papa Crimbo Selector I take it to my drink With me Papa Crimbo Selector Put a 
your priceless Christmas tree. 